Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it podcast. This month, your D-Commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to talk to you about the Disney Channel classic, A Jump In. Jump on in. Let's jump on in to jump in. A little prelude. This came out in 2007? I did absolutely no research. I, I did. I looked it up. All I know that in Disney Plus, it was uh, they separate their D-Coms by like decades. And this was in 2000s, not 2010s. So um, it has to be something oh, yeah, like it was between definitely 2000 not. and... It was definitely not 2010s. came out in 2007, yes, yeah. which was after High School Musical because Disney Channel found the gem, the diamond in the rough that is Corbin Blue and High School Musical. And I should like, have known that it was 2007 because I did a dance to push it to the limit. My cheerleading team did for like my eighth grade talent I show. I remember that. Yeah, and that was when I was in eighth grade and I graduated from eighth grade in 2007. So yeah, that makes yes. sense. Um, Emma brings up an excellent point, which I was going to wait to get into the, when we get into the actual movie, we can talk about it. But let's just say here, the soundtrack to this film is just a collection of bangers. I don't agree at really? all. I, I, th- all- I remember there being so many more bangers. I like And all I the also music. like, I don't know why I thought it was a musical, but it's like, not, I, 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 not a musical. musical. I didn't know he didn't like sing in the middle of it, but I thought there was more like performances of these songs. The songs are all in the background and there's one good one in the beginning where he's doing parkour. And there's a good Kiki Palmer one, and then obviously there's the like, banger at like, the end. There's two Kiki Palmer songs that she gets. But the the one at the end is really good. But the rest is like all just like background music explaining what's going on in the story. Like I was torn and I didn't <laughs> know where to turn because I have two different worlds. And I'm like I'm like I'm like okay, is, this is boring is and also just background music. I don't know. Maybe I was just swayed because I love a good sports montage, and when it's set to a song, I'm just like oh yeah. the montages in this and. The songs are good, but yes. I I just remember this being more of like an all over like oh there were so many good songs and like performances in this m- movie and then I looked and I was like there's really only that that last performance with those two banger songs and I guess there's kind of a good one in the beginning like a montage of him running it, it was less banging songs and performances than I remember there. I being. think I liked the songs. I do agree with you. They were used more subtly than they should yes, have been. Yes, like that's it, what I mean. Like they, they were not like I, I wanted extended sequences of these songs just I could have used six more montages yeah. at least. Because it was almost like the, I would be like, oh, wait, that's the song is playing. Like it, it, it was very understated and I was like, oh, this is a good song but it's literally underneath Rodney or whoever the fuck is talking. Like. <laughs> um, but so the thing I wanted to say, jump in, it stars Corbin Bloom, Kiki Palmer, and a power couple in both in the film and in terms of acting, if ever there were one. And it is about... How old are these two people? Before I even touch this, I also realized, guys, I know I remember this movie completely wrong. Like, I, I'm aware of that. I forgot about the dance numbers. I, I forgot everything. I thought there was way more dancing than there is. I thought she played his little sister. No. And then they introduced a romance in the first five <laughs> seconds, and I was horrified. And I go, what is their age differential? Because um, she seems much younger than him. That Kiki is... Kiki Palmer is 27. She's my age, exactly, I guess. So in 2007, how, you you were however old. Oh, she's from. She's also from Illinois. Uh, she, I was like 14, 8th grade, 13. 
Uh, and he's 31, so they're four years apart. Okay, that's not as bad as I thought it so was. So he was probably like, so she was 13 in 2000, in 2007? Yeah, probably. She was so 20. he was probably like 17 and she was 14. So that's why, spoiler, they he do- He just looks a lot older because he's, yeah, he has like armpit hair he has, and well, she yes. still looks like a tween. Right, so he was, yeah, he was on the tail end. He was just about to age out and she was young. So they, they kiss in this movie, spoiler alert. Mm-mm. Yes! When do they kiss? On the fire escape! Oh, very, I missed that. It's, it's ve- very brief. It's very quick. That's what I'm saying. I think they snuck one in there. When she's 13? Because they have a romance, and she just goes up to him and just, real quick. And it's not like an extended, like, mmm, kiss. It's like a like a little flirtatious kiss Warren moment. Blue also just looks old. We talked about this in High School Musical, where, like, he, when he had armpit hair, and that was, like, the first time <laughs> I had seen that as, like, a kid, and I was like, oh, wow, that's around, like, the Disney Channel. Like, he just, he's, like, muscular and, like, ripped. He and, is, like, yeah. he is, like, puberty has come for that man. Yeah. Like, and it has not really come for <laughs> Kiki Palmer yet, so it was a little jarring. Yeah, because remember, you didn't think this was Kiki Palmer. No, La- I, I last mean, Last episode. Because she looks so young. She's a young Kiki Palmer. She's Akilah and the B Kiki Palmer, which is what the, the Kiki Palmer I'm more familiar with, because I loved Akilah and the B as a child. But so what I was going to say was, is that Jump In, at its core, it's really funny to me that we watched this and Go Figure back to back. They're the same it's thing. It's the same movie, which I'm sure that's not the which only- Which Disney has made D- 17 D- of. Disney has made many times where it's, we've got a main character- they love doing this one sport, but uh-oh, what's this? A new sport slash passion. I mean, it's literally the meme when people are like, every Disney yeah. Challenge movie, like, this is your dream, dad. Like, that. there's like yeah. a line in this movie where the dad's like, he's like, boxing is my dream, son. And I was like, we're speaking now in the, Disney we, Channel meme. Like, we are. That is, and, and this is 2007, so this definitely did not set the mold or, or be part of it. They found a format that works, They guys. found a format to work. And here's what I'll say is I think it works in this movie a million times better than it did in Go Figure because they put in the time to make to make it a good story and have good characters. And I just thought it worked all around. I was very positive on this on my watch. Well, let's jumping yeah. into the actual movie. I agree with you. But I do think the one thing for me that did not work in this movie at all is the narration. Yeah. What the hell? You don't need, need the narration. You, you don't, need, don't it. need it. And I will call it out a million times. So it starts with a voiceover narration. And it's just so lazy because it feels like I'm being read to out of a storybook. Like it's well, not even. That is what I mean, it is. I mean, but it's not even like interesting narration no. or like funny or interesting. And it's like this old, this like voice. And it's like, Izzy Daniels was the best boxer <laughs> I've yeah, ever it seen. It starts out. And I'm like, so you're just lazily, you're not even going to like do a scene where we inter- are introduced to him like through dialogue. Dialogue. You're just gonna tell me the, who this is, what his deal is, where he lives. Like it's like yeah, the this beginning is of Brooklyn. The, the beginning of this movie takes also, itself. Also, this is not fucking Brooklyn. There's it's Toronto. Rare, uh, no the, way. The, the, the beginning of this movie takes itself, acts like it's so serious, like it is a prestige picture. Yes. Where it's like Brooklyn, home of like I don't it's know. Like fucking Cinderella man. It's like I don't know if any of these things are technically Brooklyn. It's like Central Park. Like That's not in Brooklyn. I know. I'm just saying New Prospect York. Park. Prospect. Is what they say. Yeah, like you know New York things and Easy Daniels, Teen Box. Sensation, sensation, which I was like, that's not a sentence that exists in this world. And it's also just so lazy. Like this, I my one problem with this movie, and it's not even really a problem because I think they do do this, but they for some reason need to like layer on this narration for no reason. But it's like show don't tell. You don't need to tell me he's a teen boxing sensation. I can see that. I have eyes. I'm watching the fucking movie. And it does the same thing. And we we had this in Go Figure. We've already called it out. Where they narrate heavily the beginning, so you can do what Emma's talking about and just introduce the things. 
directly to the audience to make sure they really get this information. But then as the film goes on, it really starts to fall away. And then at the end, you're like, oh yeah, right. right this we're way. narrating this. Um, but yeah, so we open on Corbin Blue, his playing Isidore Daniels. I didn't realize his name was Isidore until the last 20 minutes of this movie. Well, I mean, they put it on the, you only see it. His name is Izzy. Everyone calls him Izzy. Yeah, but they say he says Isidore. The dad says Isidore when he's mad at him, like in the very yes. end. And I was like, well, what? The first time you see it is when they put him on the back of his yeah. boxing thing. So he's a boxer. Which he is, you know, a thing so many of us did in high school. Which is, an, again, Disney loves an obscure sport. Well, like, I would call boxing less obscure than Double Dutch. Oh, and that's what I'm saying. But, but combined, it's a real one-two punch, yeah, if and, I will. And here's pun um, <laughs> of obscure sports. But the other thing that blows my mind about this is that he's a teen boxing sensation. Is like the Disney doesn't even really want to show the boxing. No, it's, it's the worst boxing I've ever seen because they will not show two kids punching each other in the head. No, which I totally understand mm-hmm. from like a content perspective. And boxing is violent. Yeah, I watched a lot of that boxing with Dad. It is a not a pretty then definitely not a sport you want like to watch teens do. So I want to point out that Emma just said she watched a lot of boxing with dad which is true the reason though is because one of emma's favorite television shows is love island and who was one of the, yes. the gentlemen on a season of love island she particularly enjoyed but a professional boxer and so that's no, his brother is a famous boxer well, he was also a boxer yeah he was fair. a boxer so she decided to get really into boxing at that time i was be... really into tommy uh tyson fury's family for a while so i watched a lot of that boxing but it's very violent and like yeah. i get that disney doesn't want to show it but therefore we just see a lot of him working Working on a speed bag punching the air and the actual There's, one actual fight he's in is the most boring thing ever to watch. It's very poorly done. But yeah, so he's working out in the gym. It's the Daniels gym. His dad owns this gym. And uh, he's working out in the ring like, yeah, like I was saying, you know. Also on the back wall of that gym, there's a big mural that says courage starts with heart. And I'm like, yeah, that's the worst sentence. That's the worst saying I've they, ever heard. I, I was like, that's not, no, yeah, I, I mean, technically you're right, but it's not really, I'm not that inspired by that. It's only mildly worse than boxing is 20% talent, 80% art, which uh, which is. It's, neither of them are catchy or good. Not he's got to go back to the drawing board. Got to go back to the drawing board. So he's working out a little bit and then he goes out into the alley and to puts. To do parkour. To do, yeah, I, I didn't understand this. It's it was like, 2007 that people loved parkour. I under, no, I get that, but Did I, you forget about parkour? No, I. <laughs> I would never forget parkour. I'm always parkouring in my heart. Like, I just didn't get, like, why he was so good at parkour already. Oh, like, yeah. He's a... Luke, he doesn't... I, that's what I love about this movie also. I honestly kind of love it. He I never it. needs to get good at anything. He's amazing at everything from the lick. Like, he he literally never has to improve his skills. He never has to really learn anything new. The only no. thing he has to figure out is what he wants to do. He's amazing at both sports. Yeah. And also that, sports that he's not even playing. Like, he's a world-class tumbler. He's, he's an amazing tumbler. Which, which, okay, Emma, and I'm sure you maybe noticed this more than I. How much of that is Corbin Blue? Like, it's is he, not he, all him. Yeah, it's he's, not all he's him. He's not a gymnast, right? There's no way. Yeah. I, at a first... A he few, did, for the record, they did... Uh, he and Kiki Palmer both did a lot of the double dutch. They did double dutch training. A lot of this was them. They did have doubles to like swap out so they wouldn't get too exhausted from doing 70 takes of double dutch. Speed, the speed the... of all that. So it is Corbin Blue a lot more, but I'm seeing him do flips. He can and... tumble a little bit because I, I think he did have some stuff in high school musical. Like he could do a round. I think he could do like a round off back handspring and maybe a back tuck. I might be pulling this out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure Corbin Blue can tumble a little bit. But at certain points, he does like a 
full, a round off back handspring, full, round off back handspring, layout, like, in that box, that's not him. Like, no. that, I, he's a world-class tumbler. Like, well, I, I, I mean, but the, the thing is, is uh, if you've ever seen the man known as Corbin Blue, he has a large afro, at least at this time, I don't think he has it so much anymore. So that is just begging. It's for, not even an afro. No, well, that's not what an afro is. I don't even know what to call it except for Corbin Blue. That guy's in the style it's he a, perfected. Yes. And no one else has ever been able to come close to but, that hair. But what I was going to say is, is it's very easy to give a, a stuntman that similar hair and have it just like cover his face a little bit. Oh yeah, because yeah. it flies you, around so you much. Can't when you can't see Carmen's face in any face. No. in any takes. Um, but so he walks. He also reminds me of Felicity, like Carrie Russell, like Samson Delilah, like when he shorn those locks, his career fell apart. I feel like you referenced like three things there: <laughs> Felicity and Samson and Delilah. What well, are you like, talking, Carrie Russell? What are you talking about? <laughs> Felicity and Carrie Russell are the same. Carrie Russell is famous from a show called Felicity. She famously had really long, curly, beautiful hair, much like Corbin Blue-ish. It was a very successful show. I think the third or fourth season or something, she cut all her hair off. The show tanked. Like, and, and, like, people, they're like, don't blame that on the hair. There's other factors writing got bad. But it's kind of like the Felicity curse of, like, when you lose that iconic hair, mm-hmm. bad things happen. Much like the story of Samson, Samson and Delilah. Delilah. Okay, I got that. I don't think I was making too many crazy well, you just, you, you, Well, you weren't, but you laid them out in such a way. It's like Carrie Russell, Felicity, in that Samson Delilah, like, well, You know what I mean? Like, well, why haven't we seen Corbin Blue in more things? I think because his hair is different. And I think that he should revisit this. I, I would love to see him revisit it. So what I was saying is uh, he walks out of the gym and he puts his headphones in and starts the first of our musical, not musical, because again, they don't sing, but just them playing like hip hop or really any song over. Because do you know who else appears on this OSTM? Kiki Palmer, Corbin Blue, and what other third party? I don't know. Our main man, Drew Seeley, has a song on this album. God, Disney's running <laughs> into the Drew Seeley bank account. I, I imagine I'll put push it to the limit in the middle, but look up the rest of these for yourself, audience. He does a little montage of like him going on a run through his neighborhood and everyone being like, hey, Izzy, what's going on, Izzy? And like, yeah. he does this thing, he like... Goes up to a fruit vendor and... I wrote that down. Like, I was like, can he stop touching this man's fruit and not buying no, anything? No reason grabs that orange. Um, And here's what I will say. Is that this is a film that's very heavily trying to tap into black culture. And they're trying to set up like a do the right thing, black Brooklyn neighborhood kind of thing. And In I actually, beautiful Toronto. In beautiful <laughs> Canadian Toronto. Because I actually... It's nothing like I Brooklyn. Did, I did do some Double Dutch research. And Double Dutch is a very traditionally black neighborhood young girl game that eventually evolved into a sport. And so like, they're very heavily trying to tie into that in this movie. So there's gonna be a lot of things that go over Emma and our, Emma and Mai's head, but that's not how you say it. Mine and Emma's head in terms of that. It took me a while to realize the necklace he's always wearing with the beads. It's Jamaican. Uh, it didn't know. What? It's uh, one of me- several, it's an African, there's like several African countries that have that. I, I don't know if no, I'm No, you know, the Jamaican flag is black and green and yellow. I thought it was the Pan-African flag at first, but that's, uh, there's black in that. But it, he wears red, yellow, and green, which is like Ethiopia oh, and uh, a couple other have similar color schemes. The Jamaican flag doesn't look like that. Oh, I actually just thought it was Jamaican because I was on his Wikipedia page and he is his father is Jamaican-American. Yeah, well, his father also plays his father in the movie. Wait, that's his real dad? You didn't know that was his real no! dad? No! 
I... He plays his dad in this and in High School Musical 3 when we see him, when we see Mr. Danforth. Is, why does Corbin Blue need to have his real father? Because I, I think it's just his real dad is also an actor, and so he was like, I yeah, did sure. say, I, I did write this note, I'm sorry, Mr. Blue, but I did not think his dad was that good of a I dad. thought his dad was, I liked his dad, actually. I thought Corbin I Blue thought, was acting in Kiki for, acting circles around oh, his dad. Oh, absolutely, but I'm saying for an apparent performance, I thought, I was like, oh, he's pretty good. I, I liked him. Uh, one thing I will give Disney credit for with this, like, they probably didn't nail all aspects of what they were going for with, like, Double Dodge tapping into black culture. Yeah, I also don't I get what boxing say, has to do with that. I don't know why we tied him. Okay, but, like, I, I will give them credit, I think, in the casting, I thought, because I do think one problem Disney has with these movies where they think they're, like, gonna deserve a humanitarian award for casting black leads or, like, <laughs> we have one black-led movie, black star, and then all of their friends are white, the love interest is white, Everybody else in the fucking movie is white. <laughs> this actually felt like a truly, they are trying to like do a mostly black cast. Both yes. of his friends are black. The whole Double Dutch team is black. And it's like, this is like a community. Like, it, they, they, I just felt like. The school they, appears to be predominantly black. Yeah, I just felt like, they, I, I was like I'm like, okay. They're, they committed in casting, at least, yes. to not make this feel like completely <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like a completely like whitewashed version of Brooklyn, like that sort of a thing. Like and and I thought all the actors actually the dad I thought was a little wooden and it makes sense now that it's Corbin Blue's real father, but I thought all the kids were great. And I I don't know. I just thought sometimes Disney like kind of chickens out on that and I was like, okay, good with casting. Yeah, yeah I think they definitely made an attempt. And I don't think Evan and I are the right people to judge how well they succeeded, kind of bringing it back to them trying to emulate like a black neighborhood vibe. We can't judge how well they succeeded, but they tried and I and like they tried harder than they usually do. Also, quick side note, I don't know if this is true. It was on the Wikipedia for this movie and it said citation needed. Apparently, this was originally supposed to star Raven Simone and it wasn't supposed to be about like a boxing guy, but like, I don't know if Raven passed on or something, but they reworked it. This is a controversial take, but I don't even know if you need boxing that much. Like, this is interesting oh, on its own. You don't. If it was just like, if the original draft of the script was just like a, we are going to give you a deep dive into this weird sport, which that is another format that Disney does. It's not always like they're they're in it torn between two sports. Sometimes they just kind of like, you know, drill down into like, like Brink. Like, it's like, yeah. it's like, this is a, a cool world that we're going to like zero in on. Right on track. Or right on <laughs> track. Drag racing. Drag racing. You know how kids do that. Like, yeah. I think this could have been, like, I think that also would have worked, TVH. Like, to have it just be about Double Dutch and not about boxing. Mainly because Disney doesn't want to show kids hitting each other. The, so th it, the thing I would have done to take boxing out of the equation, which they, they kind of do, is to mix in what? Another movie of this exact same formula, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. And because Double Dutch is traditionally seen as a girl's sport and is identified with like black girl culture in the kind of neighborhood thing because he gets made fun of for like being like him doing double dutch it's like oh you're wearing a tutu doing double dutch and like you're acting like a girl or something like that so like you could have had the conflict they come constantly from... compared double dutch to ballet and i'm like i don't understand that why well, i don't get that? it either i don't know but like I, i'm saying you could have made the conflict there that he has to deal with like the embarrassment of loving this thing that is not for his traditional gender role yeah and, and, and it would have worked fine instead of his fragile masculinity yeah. and him needing to be a boxer i completely agree yeah. um i will say my other note here when you like meet the, i think the next person you meet is you mary meet, you meet mary kiki palmer and the other members of the team and i thought i said that he looks 20 years older than her 
<laughs> and I thought Kiki was his little sister. Um, we meet the other members of her double dutch team. At this point, they're a foursome. Yes. Uh, you, you meet Mary, who's Kiki Palmer, and then uh, Shauna and Keisha are the other members of the team. Who's the one that absconds? Yolanda. Yeah, they're so they're just like out in like the park. Also, can to, I just say Kiki Palmer's hair is fantastic in this oh, movie? She's, Kiki Palmer she is She looks great. amazing. Her hair looks great. She's doing a great oh, job. God, Kiki, if you're listening, you're doing amazing, sweetie. D- selling every line <laughs> she's given. <laughs> she's and, killing it. And I like, I, I get you definitely, I definitely agree with you on the uh, age front, but I will say they have great chemistry no they do they do i but i was just never because of and like i know that this happens in real life like like i i know in high school seniors date you know sophomores and and like sometimes you've hit puberty more like it's not creepy but i'm i was like i'm not dying for these two people to kiss each other you know what i mean like you were in go figure where you just want to see those two girls smash their faces i don't know why i don't know why um i guess they looked closer in age i don't know i i was like these people he just looks slightly too old for her that's uh, it but yeah he goes over and like messes with them and like gets in there also i guess we should if you're not aware what double dutch is because i maybe not everybody is it's that thing where you take two jump ropes and you spin them very fast in a circular motion and then you, you have, have to one, jump in you have one person in the middle who's doing the or jumping sometimes between, two. or sometimes two you have people jumping between them and it's, it's you know there's a lot of skill and artistry involved and it's an actual sport but he goes over and is like messing with I them i do think i will give this movie credit also like i kind of understood the sport of double dutch by like when you oh, yeah. when you get into the competition sure. i was like i was like okay compulsory speed Freestyle. Yeah, they got could, it. They I don't could. know if this is really how it works. Yeah, that's the but thing. They, that's what I was gonna say. Is I think they hit that perfect balance of not over-explaining it and but still boiling it down enough that you can follow along. Like not like what was the, what was the one like the mountain boarding thing in uh, back on Tom, Johnny Cobb Island. I had board, no idea. It's just what like was what going is this sport? <laughs> like how does this work? <laughs> what um, is the scoring system? Like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. there's judges. They're gonna judge. Like, oh, they also did the motocross. They had trouble doing that as well. But yeah, so he like goes over and messes with them and then. At like he's like all right bye later and then she's like oh that he's kind of like sandbox paradoxing her where he kind of like gives her a hard time for like her double dutch but like it's because yeah. he likes her yeah and they're like come on mary we know you like him like you have they have a raw flirtatious energy yeah. throughout the film i would say and she's like no i don't and they're like all right whatever <laughs> also um he then goes home mm-hmm. to his father and, and the his... ghost of his dead mom yeah well here's so is the mom dead yes they say mom dead De- mom dead dead 100%. i was like wonder if she just left or no, no, if no. She they say, was like they, lost at they, sea. They, when they have their big confrontation later, he says like that's all we've talked about since mom died. Okay, okay he does say mom died. Yeah. What happened to her? They don't say. I mean, it could have been a million things. You know, illness. I mean, I know accident, how but, people die. Yeah, but I, I was. <laughs> what I was you just, want? That's those are the I standard was, tropes. I was just kind of curious because they seemed really fresh off this death. Like that's what the I'm dad saying. was just figuring out how to like wash a dish without yeah. breaking it. This seems real fresh. Like what? What happened? I'm just kind of curious, and I'm like, not. Was it sudden? Was yeah, it did, slow? I, I didn't need I like a full explanation but i was like it's weird that we're not just giving a throwaway line about how this went down i agree with you but i will say we have a standard disney channel dead parent we've seen in a million movies over and over again but this is the kind of dead parent i wait i regret how i started the sentence this is the kind of dead parent i can get behind i can get behind (laughs) this no i agree because it actually serves the story exactly there's not a scene of him talking to mary later and be like yeah, I really got into boxing after my mom, mom died. died. And then, and then it, it's never touched never, never touched on again. This family is still actively dealing with this loss. And the, the dead mom serves a purpose for the dad's character. Yes. And why they're having a hard time communicating with each other. Because, yeah. like, neither wants to let the other one down. Barely holding it together. Mm-hmm. The dad's trying to hard. Carbon doesn't want to disappoint him. So it makes it more make sense why they are. There's this divide. Yeah. Um. So the dead mom serves a purpose. I need to talk about the jazzy interstitial music. Did you notice that? Yeah, the interstitial. Why does it? 
sound like a 70s sitcom as they're introing Dead Mom. They're like, I'm gonna go. Yeah, there's the, the, the transition. I was like, it's what? very upbeat where it's like, but dum, but dum, but dum. Like, yeah, like, it's <laughs> so upbeat and like weirdly jazzy. It doesn't really like, match like the hip hop soundtrack. It doesn't very match much. the soundtrack at it's, all. It sounds like a rerun on TV I, land. I, I was so confused. I feel like this is the era of Disney Channel where like that was just the style is like we can't have just a quiet scene. We need to have just constant simulation blasted at our viewer. But uh, yeah, so to Emma's point, the dad is... Uh, very barely holding the, this thing together. He's like making gross chili all the time because that's like one of the few things dads can make as that's we all know. That's the only thing our dad can <laughs> make. Also, dad that I honestly <laughs> really, really struck home for me because I was like, yeah. if our mom died, we would have been eating chili, chili every night. Yeah. I would just be farting up a storm. <laughs> he, he tried to make Beans like a cake. only diet. But it's a cake. cake but it's, was it looks like, it's like the, the Sleeping Beauty cake. It's or leaning. There's yeah. like leaning. It's like all melted in half. Um, okay, but like, here's the thing. This scene does is all well good you understand like the dad's struggling the yes. kids are kind of both you know kind of his, being very adult and like choking it back and being uh, like oh great dad like things like they're not you know complaining or whatever but they're kind of like looking at each other like oh god we can't how having to do this but then they sit down to have dinner and there's a scene that makes that has no purpose where i guess just to introduce her as precocious eight-year-old no karen where yeah. his little sister karen is like so i was talking i got in a fight with my boyfriend today and then i just <laughs> does a full spit take where a piece of full broccoli comes <laughs> flying out of his mouth not a joke not a joke. That's, not, That's a joke. not a joke. The fact that an eight-year-old has a quote-unquote boyfriend is not a joke. And then what was the point of that? And I was like, I wonder if we'll circle back to that. Folks, we don't circle back well, to that. It, and the thing is, is I, I remembered this movie pretty well, so I knew it didn't go in this direction. But when he starts double-dutching and is like constantly late for things and doing other things... He has the perfect cover, which is that he and Mary are dating now. Like, or even not even directly. He's like, I, I've been spending time with Mary. They touch on this because the dad's like, you know, she's a good girl. Like, it's all good. So I thought maybe they were going to build to a plot about the dad, like, having to deal with his children growing up and, like, dating people. But I, they definitely didn't have enough time for that. Yeah, but I'm wondering why he didn't use that as an excuse. I think just because it was... He kind of just lets his dad assume it and then is like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get why he didn't want to just be like, oh, Mary is my girlfriend without, like, clearing that with her. But anyway, but so yeah, they have dinner. Um, I mean, also as what I want to say was Karen, his sister. Um, yeah, she's precocious. She's kind of like a standard, funny, sassy younger sister character. But she's played. We brought this up in the zombies episode. She's played by Kylie Russell, who's also in zombies. She's which really you, cute. She's great. And, I but, also it's, but just, it's so weird to see her young self, and I've seen her like teenage in zombies. I was like, time. It's is always crazy. Just, it's also just such a classic Disney trope, though, that I like love. It's like in every movie, and if you, it's one of those tropes. And once you see it, you can't stop seeing it. Every family in the Disney Channel universe has one kid who's. 17, 18, and then the next kid is seven. Yeah. And every, every parent age, in yeah. a Disney Channel universe, they take a 10-year break from having mm-hmm. kids before they have a whoops baby. Like, I know that happens <laughs> in real life, but it's because they will have the protagonist and then they want a cute, pre- pre- precocious kid, but there are always massive age gaps. Yeah. And then and, but you want the precocious kid who then all can be like, leave me alone, dweeb. And, and like... the precocious kid is always also a computer genius. I'm surprised <laughs> that this girl wasn't a computer genius. Okay, but so when they got to the gym and uh, the Dad tells Izzy, hey, guess what? Good news. You're going to the Golden Gloves. You're going to the Golden Gloves. They don't really explain what the Golden Gloves are. I have no idea. I I, I couldn't tell... 
All I know is that you get a fancy piece of jewelry, apparently. You do. I thought it was like maybe a championship that you win, but they make it sound more like it's like an award that you're won, kind of like the Heisman it's or something. It's an award, but, and I know it because Grandpa had a Golden Glover's Minion. Yeah, it's an actual boxing thing. It's but an they, actual, it's a real thing, but I have no idea what it means. I know. And don't, I don't really care to find out. They just say we're going to the Golden Gloves, which makes it sound like an event that you go to. I don't know. But he's very excited. It's a boxing thing that he's excited about. We also meet his friends, Chuck and... I don't remember his other friend's name. They don't show up that much. The friends are completely pointless, I would say, mostly. All they are there to do is, like, kind of just tease him, I guess, during, like, the bad parts of his... I do actually feel bad about forgetting his name because it is good. Lil Earl. Oh! Uh, Yeah, because they're, like, Lil... But Chuck is the one who dates Tammy. Yes, because we also meet Tammy in the scene. Lil Earl is in the ring and, like, gets gets knocked down. And then uh, Tammy walks up and they, like... Tammy is one of the few white characters... And she's a boxer in this gym. And they make fun of her being a girl boxer. And she just, Tammy, let me say up front. They also do say a line in there, which I was like, I don't think they have to really call out that like she is one of the only white people. But she does talk when she's talking about getting made fun of. She's like, oh, the, you know, little white girl in the gym. Like they, like that is addressed at a certain point. Like not just her being a girl. Uh, but she is like a feminist icon <laughs> first of all i just I, I literally was like of course there's a plot line of a girl trying to box so they can abuse her and then she'll prove them all wrong i was like i see this coming from a mile away i see it coming but i do enjoy it like i was like it worked for me i like the character of tammy she also has like a flirtatious relationship with chuck it is good because it is a great foil for the corbin blue character like the moment yes, exactly where she, that's like, what she's like, there it, it, it's, it is it does serve a good purpose i will say yes that. The, the other thing so he's going he's not going to golden Gloves yet. I'm sorry, I misspoke. There's an he, exhibition match. There's an exhibition match against Rodney, who's the only other undefeated boxer in the According gym. According to Laurel, Big Rodney? <laughs> then we cut back to their apartment at night. Okay, okay. This is where I gotta say something. Her balcony is insane, okay, right? Okay, no, 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 no. Dude, what is going on with these balconies? Yeah, First right? of all, I just want to say love these balconies. It is so cool. It's Basically great. what they set up great is set. like he is down here on like the lower level. I mean they cannot see where your hands are. It's a podcast. He's, he's on a lower level and it's like like picture an L. She's he's still here. making hand motions everybody. <laughs> he's here. There's a fire escape. It connects to the back of Mary's house. It's a fire escape. It's a fire escape. But, but she has a full patio fire dude, escape. Well she has full doors out yeah. to her back. Like what I thought first looking at it was she has a balcony which also it's insane that the child has a balcony ever. But you kind of hop from the balcony onto the fire escape, and that's how he kind of hops from one to the other. But no, it's all connected into one and thing. the other thing that I just want to say that's like a massive continuity error, and like, love you Toronto, love you this film, but I love the idea of Brooklyn kids being on this fire escape and their apartments are connected or whatever. When you are in the front of their houses, Lucas, they're completely standalone, almost suburban looking houses. So when you see the front of their house, those buildings would never touch. They're, their houses are not this yeah, they're, close they're together. They are standalone. Yeah, yeah. Yards. Your, their houses look more like like brownstones, and then they the, don't look like brownstones. Ba- well, I, 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 I might be under, misunderstanding the word brownstone. You don't know what a brownstone is, but they look more like individual houses. But then they look like apartment buildings. Like I said, apartments. No, they you are right. They have an actual house. It's a house. They, they have the house that they live in, but they look like they're two adjoining apartment buildings. Yes, in yeah. the back when you're in looking the at the fire, it looks totally, like they're two adjoining apartment buildings. But, even but then me, when yeah. you're in front, you're like, I'm like, oh, those are two houses. So how would those two those connect into a fire escape? Yeah, I, I'm actually not sure that the one... I know the word you're talking about. I don't know if that we actually get confirmation that that's Mary's house. It probably is, but I don't think... But Corbin's doesn't have a yard because we see them. He just has steps that walk up, like right off the street. But I, I know the, exactly what you're talking about where they practice double yes, dutch in front of the house. right where they practice I, like, we double don't get, dutch. We don't get told that that's Mary's house, but we it, you're right. It's safe to assume. 
Um, but anyway. I, my only note here was just, like, stop staring at women alone in their bedroom. Like, she, oh, like, I, I, well, there's one, it's one thing, dude, if she comes out on the balcony and tells she's, you, she's, she's, da- she's, she's dancing, dancing in her room, and he's like, hey in. there. Hey, yeah, no, and that's what he, he says, like, she was dancing with earbuds, and he says, if you're trying to impress me, you'll be out here all night. And I was like, I was like, stop staring yeah, in her room, a, you creep. A weird way, weird way to phrase that. Then we cut to the next morning. And eat your heart out, Academy Award winning, <laughs> Academy Award winning animated short hair love, because the dad is trying to do his daughter's hair. And, and he's failing. Not, and he's not failing, but it's very sweet and cute, and I like this family It's right cute away. that he fucks it up, and she's like, oh, dad, thanks, it looks great, because again, these kids are not assholes, and they're yeah. not going to like me, they're rude. But then Corbin comes rolling in, and she's like, fix it, please, and like, Corbin helps her. I will not be using this man's character name, I will call him Corbin. Uh, yeah, name. it's going to happen. Um, And so she's like, fix it, so he starts helping her, but there, there's a line here that is one of my, they do this in Disney. Channel movies a lot, and it's such a funny line to me, and I don't know why no one's ever stopped doing this. He's fixing her hair, and the subject of their dead mom comes up, and she go, and he goes to her. So you miss her, huh? It's like, yeah, no <laughs> We've shit. We've had this conversation. We've before. had this conversation before, and it's like, um, yeah, she's eight, and her mom's dead. And yeah. it's like, I would hope you both do. Wouldn't it be crazy? She's like, you miss, you miss, sure, miss mom, and then she'd be like, no, I'm glad that bitch is dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, Karen. Like, I get what they're trying to do, but it doesn't need to be phrased as a question because, like, obviously. Obviously. It's such a dumb line. So then, like, the dad the dad is supposed to be taking Karen to go see Mary and the do- her double Dutch team perform in, like, a competition. But there's apparently a pipe burst at the gym, so he can't. He has to go deal with that. So he's like, you take her, please. And he's like, ah, oh, fine, dad, whatever. They leave. Chuck and little Earl join them, and they're like, hey, we going to the movies? And he's like, no, I got to take. I take. Uh, Karen to this double dutch thing and they're like double dutch <laughs> that's so lame and he's like well, so then like we cut also at this point though again like I just I know that we need to do this for conflict but like yeah he's taking his his mom just died why do they gotta make fun of him he's not trying to go he's just trying to keep this family yeah, well, they together give, they don't give him too much grief about it but they, they're more laughing the double dutch thing but it's not like oh man you gotta take care of your child of your little sister I'm just saying they could be a little cooler about they it could. they could Chuck and the little girl also kind of suck they're also That's like they're saying. not great friends but so we cut and they're walking down the street uh, Karen has some other friends with her that they picked up and she's like well you're gonna have to buy us all snacks we're all hungry like we gotta get there and they run into Big Rodney who's bullying the most Steve Urkel lookalike. This is ever. my fucking point. They have Rodney got Steve Urkel's Emma, ass. they can't see you grab my I'm shirt. I'm gonna describe it. I grabbed Luke's shirt. <laughs> they have someone who looks just like Luke pinned up against a pole and he's like, give me your fucking money. Like, he fucking <laughs> He's like, hey, look you and he's like, well, here you go. He like, pushing up his glasses. It's, but I'm just saying, it's visibly like the nerdiest kid. Rodney is shaking this kid down and then the narration comes in and it goes Rodney was just a big bully picking on little With a guys. lot of problems and I'm like no shit we see he's a bully <laughs> like I was like we don't need you to tell us that you have done a perfect job showing us that don't you don't need to tell us you he's a bully when you're showing him shaking down a nerd but also the thing that really got me about this is that you hear the narrator talk and describe Rodney and then Rodney opens his mouth and starts to talk and it's the same freaking voice yeah like, 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 I was like so he I remembered this of course because I'd seen it that Rodney's the one telling the story at the end. Why did you put them right next to each other so That's we could immediately another problem with the narration there. immediately determine that it's Rodney? Uh, Rodney also has a henchman with him 
uh, whose name uh, we don't think we ever get. We get his last name is like Hook or his something. His henchman is very weird. His that guy has so, a weird energy. I, his energy is weird. His shirt is weirder. That it's shirt like, is so loud. It's so, I, I said the same thing, I believe. I said, what is up with his henchman shirt? It's like a Las Vegas sign, like a uh, Hawaiian like a, also shirt. Also like a Charlie Sheen bowler button down from Two and a Half Men. I was like, what teen is wearing that? I don't know why they gave that to him. But like, yeah, Izzy tells him to, you know, leave Urkel alone and Urkel runs off without getting a line. And Rodney's like, oh, I hear we're doing an exhibition match. Like, you better watch out. I'm going to lay you out. And they just talk smack for a little bit. Chuck and little Earl get in on it somewhat, but they're all very clearly scared of, of Rodney. Rodney. Rodney leaves. They go to the double dutch thing. Karen goes up to Mary and is like, you guys are going to do great. You guys are so good. They are, they are the joy jumpers. And they're wearing terrible, name. terrible, terrible name. But they, but they also have all of the double dutch teams have themed names like that. Uh, they're all like weird puns. They meet their rivals who are the Dutch dragons. The Dutch dragons. Um, led by Gina, who I immediately recognized her from Degrassi, even though I've never once watched an episode of Degrassi. Also, I just like I know you from the commercials. You can Degrassi. tell that like she is the an actress that they hired, but everyone behind her on the team must be like real double dutchers that they are using to like actually like do it because they are terrible actresses <laughs> and they don't get a single line. And Gina just does all the smack talking, and they're in the back like nodding and then doing like looks like yeah, but they're so overblown, and I'm like. Oh my god, these are professional double dutchers who cannot act to save their lives. And or God bless or them. Or they're just actual extra actual children. Well, they're little people we pulled off the street. Yeah, I, yeah, I was like, yeah. that is too funny. Um, but what's weird to me about this is that Gina hates Mary and the the Joy Jumpers so much for ostensibly no reason. They are not very good at this double dutch competition. I don't want to say it because she has black people on her team. I feel like Gina's a little racist. Gina is racist. She's a little racist. Like, she just hates this all-black team of double dutchers, and they're no threat to her. Also, Dutch dragons, it seems like appropriation. Dragons? I was like, I don't like that. Also, the kung fu team also raised some alarm bells in my head. I I let that slide because anyone can learn kung fu, but the fact that you themed your whole thing around it, I was a little like, what's going on there? That was strange. So, yeah, we then get a montage of this little competition. They just cut to Corbin Blue a lot, kind being like, whoa, I cool, did say I plotting. appreciated this plotting because I did like that I'm already watching Double Dutch. Like, yeah. I'm here for the Double Dutch. That's what I want to watch. It's so cool. That's... I was like, I want to watch it. And I'm so glad that I didn't have to wait for Corbin Blue to start doing it before I could see it. I'm like, once again, as been a running theme of these past couple episodes, you and I are on the exact same page on this. Here's the thing about Double Dutch as a more obscure sport to focus a movie on. It translates to camera very well. It's cool. It's cool to watch. Unlike drag racing, where you just see two cars going a line very that fast. That was the most boring <laughs> thing to watch. Or even really mountain boring. Mountain boring. Where you feel like, like you're going to throw up because like, of the camera work. Like, it's just like cool to see these people do these stunts and spin these ropes. It's a, it's a great spectacle. There's a hilarious moment, though. So there's, and then this is where we start seeing it. There's different components, like a speed part. There's a, insane moment where she's doing speed and they're like faster 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 she's doing speed she's doing speed (laughs) speed portion and the kids and the girls like faster 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 and all of a sudden it pans to corbin doing the audience and he just goes really quietly and I was like, what? What? Do what? <laughs> yeah, his, re- his the reactions they cut to him are so weird. Because he's like applauding and then the girls look at him and like, why? Like give him a look like, why are you applauding? And he pretends to like swat a bug or something. But then like, the narration comes over and goes, it was like a part of him came alive that it day. It was like, no, they say. And they're like, I, he I, saw something. And I'm like, that's fine. But 
in the context of the movie, he doesn't agree to double dutch for like 40 more minutes. True. But also the phrase they use, which I thought was so over the top, was they say, it's like he'd been living his life in one room and then another door opened. That was so like something you say about like when you like find Jesus or something. Like it's double dutch. Like what is the thing you say from Superbad all the time? Like it's soccer? Calm down, Greg. It's fucking soccer. Yeah, Like it's like, I just can't with that. But that's what I'm saying though, but it's like a door wasn't open because he doesn't even, he still thinks it's for girls and hates it immediately after this. But so, Gina and the Dutch dragons get first place. They get fourth place and get these fun ribbons um, and not a trophy. And the Dutch dragons come around and be like, oh, cool ribbons. Like that choreography. Okay, also, Emma's mentioned, we should break down. So there's three main portions. There's the, what is the first one called? Stunt or, or compulsory, compulsory? Which I think is just like doing like, the like certain they, tricks. Yeah, they give you certain tricks you have to nail kind of thing. And then speed, which is just how quickly can you get the job, like how many per second, like how many, often you lift your feet out the ropes underneath. And then freestyle is basically you just perform a choreographed routine with the ropes which is also like basically a dance routine yeah like I didn't realize that until uh, later I didn't realize that until we did a full dance routine they, did, they do a full dance routine they literally at the none end, of the other teams do dance they routine. don't literally at the end of the film spoiler they put the jump ropes down and just start, and they start dancing. dancing and then they pick them back up later and I was like wait what was I, was, I kind of was like is this an encore yeah, I, 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 yeah I didn't get it either but uh yeah so there's those three portions and she comes Gina's like man that uh choreography in that last number is was terrible like you guys need to really figure also, it out like they just got fourth place gina fuck you like, like that's what i'm saying like they're not like they're, that's second, they're not first. second place no Stop coming up to them and like yelling at them they're not that good and then yolanda who's on the joy jumpers this time is like you know what gina's right like we're nowhere near as good enough like i came here to win i didn't come here to play games like our choreography was bad we need to redo all this stuff and then the Corbin Blue somehow gets in the middle of it where like Mary's like, I worked really hard on that routine and I'm kind of in charge of this. Like you're saying all this bad stuff. And then she's like, what do you think, Izzy? And then he's like, he literally just goes, I'm not getting in the middle of this, but I would also just say, why are you standing in the middle of the circle then? Well, I would also say, but I would just go to him. I don't know anything about double Dutch. Why are you asking my opinion on it? I think maybe Yolanda just wanted to like embarrass Mary in front of Izzy. I, I don't know. Also the best part of this, which is I love, I love this. I don't know why. It was just so fucking funny to me. He's with his little sister, Karen and her two friends. He walks up to the circle at the end with his little sister, Karen and one friend. And the whole time this is happening, I go, did he fucking lose one of those kids? I was like, Where's that other kid? I was like, I swear to God, there was three. And this whole thing happens. And then he looks down and he goes, let's go find Bridget. And I'm like, where is Bridget? <laughs> like, there's a line where he addresses that one of them's just in the goddamn wind. I, I genuinely think I did notice this too. I genuinely think like one of the kids had to like go home for the day yeah. or something. And so they were just like, well, how are we going to address that? Explain the fact that we're missing a kid. Yeah. Like, uh, it's time to find Bridget. I'm like, you're letting that eight-year-old run around by herself? So then we cut to Izzy's high school, which we, we go in a couple times, but it's not mm. like... It's not like where a lot of stuff happens. It's yeah. kind of just a few cutscenes. We really mostly see a hallway. Yeah. Izzy's at his locker and Rodney comes out of the door with a trash bag. And one of the teachers says so loudly for anyone to hear. Um, granted, there's no one, no one in the halls at this moment. But I would maybe but have, Izzy, who's I right would, there. I would have said this before opening the door. She says... I understand that your father's having a rough time right now. Emma, did you pick up on what his last name was? No. I understand your father's having a right, rough time now, Mr. Tyler. But oh, yeah. And he has our last name. <laughs> but I, just, I was like, oh, that's funny. But so we just wanted to help out and give you like some clothes. Let us know if they don't fit. Let us know if they don't fit. No worries. And he's like, yeah, thank and you. Then and then you know like, what happens, guys? 
the narration comes in <laughs> over and goes, Rodney was one of those guys who was just hot, angry with a lot of stuff and hiding like he had some bad stuff going on I at home. I had a lot of problems. Some t- had a lot of problems. And I go, yeah, you don't <laughs> need to tell me that he's having problems when you show a teacher giving him a garbage bag of clothes. <laughs> I'm like, you don't... And saying your dad's out of work. Yeah, you don't need really, the narration there. You're really hitting it on the head where you're totally right. She's like, man, you're definitely having a hard time at home with your dad being out of work. Rodney was having a hard, a hard time, time at home. home. <laughs> like, it is funny, but it's a bit right there but, I mean, it's not it's not show don't tell it's show it's show and tell like which it's, is just annoying it's, they're it's like just both. doubling it up and they're going to show and also tell the only reason they're doing it Luke is because they want to do that sixth sense reveal of it him being in the area yet, which isn't even a reveal because <laughs> yeah, they already ruined hang on, it I need to stop the world that is not the twist of the sixth sense <laughs> no I mean just like crazy twist it's, I not, always, it's not a crazy twist the who's telling the story is not a crazy twist no I'm twist. saying they think it is they're like this is gonna blow people's minds and so they force the narration where they don't because they think this is going to be such a cool twist ending and it's not. But yeah, he, he has the garbage bag full of clothes and he Izzy sees him and then Rodney's just like, what are you looking at? Daddy's boys? What he, he like calls him. I don't like that he calls him daddy's boy. Yeah, it's, it's weird and so... Which is also weird because his mom is dead. Like, yeah, I'm my daddy's boy because my mother is dead. I don't have an option to be in Exactly. Um, but so, yeah, and he dumps the clothes in a garbage in in the trash as he's walking by and as he sees this and is like oh but so then we cut to the boxing match between him and Rodney which is so slow and lame and disnified they don't ever actually show basically punches connecting on anyone's head or like fate like they just show you like a tight shot of Corbin Blue putting his punches out but you're not seeing where they land it's just like the worst fight I've ever seen yeah and I listen I say this as someone who loves boxing movies, who loves like the, the watching it. Boxing like, movies are great. Boxing I, movies are good. I love the Rockies. I love Cinderella Man, etc., etc. This is the most boring part of the entire film is this boxing they scene. They also do like weird slow-mo throughout yeah. this whole thing that is just so unnecessary and slows down an already very slow fight. And it's also in the gym, which is not how boxing matches traditionally work, is my understanding. But to summarize it very briefly, uh, Rodney starts beating him at first because he's got a lot more power on him. But the dad tells him, like, he swings wild. You can use that. If you if you have listened to the bonus episode I did on Real Steel, which really shouldn't have been put on this channel, but I was still figuring out what goes on this podcast, you'll understand that trope. But the thing that really gets me is there's no, like... When he wins against Rodney, spoilers, there's no clear, like, why he won. Like, he doesn't get a good punch in. Rodney falls. He just, like, kind of falls down and acts like... so anticlimactic. So anticlimactic. And the ref just walks over and is like, and we've got a winner. And I was like, dude, you're not... You didn't even count him out. Like, what? Like... And then later they go, you did a great job counting him out. Yeah, they say that. They say that. And I was like, that never happened. That did not happen. But... I feel like they did so much research on the double dutch side of this. And they were like, boxing, fuck it. Uh, Yeah, I honestly, I understand that. But also something, I don't know if you picked up on this so they have a bell to do the ring counts and the hammer they use to ring the bell is like a hardware oh, it was a it was a home depot it hammer. A, like that's not what they use in boxing like they just cut to a man holding a they hammer literally sent an intern days hardware and we're like we need a fucking hammer so it was find so it. funny but he beats him and then that right after though which is like a good save the cat moment and i was gonna be mad if this didn't happen because it actually i was really worried about it and i was like he should really bring those back corbin blue to show that he's a good guy he after he beats rodney at, at night, he takes the garbage bag of clothes, kind of ding-dong ditches yeah. Rodney's apartment and, like, leaves and hides behind a car. And you see Rodney, like, not knowing who brought the clothes. And then there he comes in and goes, Rodney didn't know who brought the clothes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah, and he takes the clothes in because uh, I, I probably didn't describe it. 
Very well. But you kind of got the sense of the main reason he threw the clothes out was because Corbin Blue saw, saw them. Saw him. And saw he was him embarrassed. And he was embarrassed, yeah. So then I think there's another balcony scene or he oh yeah so they he also has a scene where he talks to the dad being like he's now in training to go to the golden gloves essentially so he tells her like hey i'm in training now so i need all my sleep so try not to snore and tease her some more and i think maybe they talk about the competition maybe a little bit yeah i, I don't know before that the little that's another fire escape scene before that there is a double dutch meeting of the the team this is when i think you find out that yolanda yeah, I have, I have I have that after the battle. Oh, then maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, because they're they're beating up on the street and he like runs into them. They're talking about who they can get to replace Yolanda, and they go over like multiple people. They bring up like her cousin who has double myopia. Or, double and myopia. they just make fun of her for being blonde. Yeah, and they <laughs> double down on that joke later. And I was like, really, guys? This is what we needed to do? Making fun of kids that wear glasses? Yeah. yeah I, good, good job, work Disney. What's double-handed also? They go, she's double-handed. Uh, I, I imagine it's like saying you have two left feet, but with your hands, like not very coordinated. It's not a common expression. For I sure. had no idea what that meant. But basically they're talking about this and he runs into them and is like, oh, come on. It's not that hard. And they're like, oh, really? Why don't you try it? And so they spin up the ropes for him and he fails at first. Also, by the way, we've seen him jumping rope as part of the boxing yeah. training because, you know, people do that. But not jumping into like a double No, dutch. not the double dutch, but we've seen him pick up a jump rope before. And he kind of stumbles in at first and doesn't nail it. Only once. Only and once. then he's amazing at and then, it. And then they gets him to do it again and then he hops right in and is just, yeah, killing it on all cylinders 100%. And they're all like appropriately amazed. They're like, oh wow, he's he's literally a double dutch prodigy because he it's literally his second attempt and he's just as good as all of them. Yeah, and then he just, he just kind of walks away. He just like does like a mic drop where he's just like, and that's not, not that, that hard. It's not that hard, ladies. And they're like, Ugh, Izzy's actually pretty good at this sport. And then I think it cuts. I think they bring this up at some other point, maybe at the gym or something, where they ask him basically, we want you to be on our double dutch team. Yolanda left. We need a fourth in order to compete. And he's like, no, I'm not doing freaking double dutch. I have no interest in doing that, even though we have a weird flirtatious romance yeah. kind of thing. He's like, not doing it. Bye-bye. And then cut to him coming home from the gym and, and I actually like this. Karen just runs out on the porch. It's like, dad's making chili again. And he's like, I'm on it. And then, he run, and then he runs and gets pizza. And then Keisha and Shauna are, happen to be eating at the pizza restaurant. And he just looks at them without any words being said and just goes, answer still no. Like, yeah, they're, like, I'm like, they're like, not they, asking like you. Like they had just had that conversation. Also, where is the scene where he's with his two friends at the gym? The, the dad runs the boxing gym, but there's a second man. Who yeah, appears, who's the ref. Who is the referee, but also like a trainer who like trains with Corbin Blue. He appears to be the wise boxing sorcerer <laughs> who, who consistently appears out of nowhere to like interrupt conversations and is always like ambling around the gym and doing that thing where like he sees Corbin like making a good decision and he's like behind a door and he like softly smiles and like <laughs> closes the door and I'm like, are we gonna know be real that he has magical powers <laughs> at the end of this? Uh, I mean, that is a incredibly racist cliche that Hollywood loves to put in its movies. But that's what he is doing. I mean, he just he also just doesn't show up in the movie a bunch where you kind of forget that that guy exists. Yeah, and then he'll walk into a scene and he's like, that's... And then, yeah, so this, later on, he and Rodney have a rematch and the dude's just like watching from the office and yes! like, good for you. So, and I was like, I forgot you were a character, dude. But yeah, so he sits down with them at this restaurant and is like, uh, I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not doing Double Dutch. It doesn't interest me, whatever. And they go, look. They pivot their strategy. They pivot, because they, like... Smart. Yes, they're smarter than Mary. Yeah. Like, Mary is too... Too proud. She's too proud, too emotionally invested in this. 
These and girls know what's up. They, yeah, and they're like, we don't want you to be... I do feel bad for the one girl... Um, What are their names again? Shauna, Keisha, Yolanda left. Okay, Keisha, it's Keisha, who gets absolutely screwed and has every single line that where she has to say the word skills or mad skills goes to Keisha. <laughs> and she tries so hard to sell it, but it always sounds bad. Which is like, come on, Izzy, you have mad skills. And I'm like, oh my God, she had to say skills again. Can we give this, can we start spreading the wealth they, on these skills they lines? They do say that a lot. You're sure, you're right. But yeah, so they talk him into it, basically saying, we don't want you to actually join the team. We just need... Be a warm body. Yeah, be a so warm body. So we can body. make up our routine. Yeah, we need someone to... Until we can find a replacement, we just need someone to practice with. And he's like, okay, I mean, as long as I technically... I guess I wouldn't technically be on the team. And they say, they even say, Mary really wants you to join. And he's kind of like, oh. Really? Does, does she now? Well, it's all right. And The best thing is then he agrees. Kind yes, of. he agrees. He's, like, he's, 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 he's in. He's, he's in. in. And they do a smash cut to Mary being like, no. She, I think she literally says, over my dead, dead body. body. <laughs> and then they're like, listen, you saw him jump. He's our best option. They also, they, she, she brings up somebody else and there's like, she moved to Atlanta and she's like, what is a plane ticket? What's Alaska? Alaska. She's like, what's a plane ticket? That was like, really funny. That was good. That was good delivery on Kiki Palmer's part. Yeah, too. all of her deliveries are good deliveries. But so she's like, fine. Okay, we practice after school in the park. And he was like, fuck no. Yeah, he just says straight up, no. I can't do after school because that's when I have boxing. And I can't do it in public because I don't want people to see me double dutching. We will do it before school at my dad's gym. At 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Crazy. Yeah. These kids. That is. Emma, Emma, we go. We'll, like, I you know. know. No, I know. I'm just saying this. It's similar Our to. school we got up at 6 a.m. Similar to Go Figure, though. It is like he is doing a full double dutch practice at 6 a.m. Having a full day of school. And then doing boxing from like 3 to 5. I'm yeah. Saying, how is that kid not fucking white? I mean, they do show. They do a montage in a bit of him on the schedule of practicing double dutch school and boxing and he is white he's sucking at boxing he's falling asleep in school like this is detrimental to his everyday life but what's clearly but what's funny is so yeah we cut from that scene to him like his alarm going off and mary like knocking on his window and him sitting up being like oh and she's like come on we're practicing and i was like you picked the time izzy why are you unprepared it's it's like the funny thing oh shit like what i get myself into but like you decided this Uh, but then this is where there's a montage well no it could well, Jump to the rhythm not yet. and step not yet. to it cuts, the music. It cuts to the gym first, and they kind of introduce him to the basics. Because he's he's still kind of making fun of them a little bit, being like, do those sing-song things. Which I didn't get why they constantly reference the fact that, like, do I have to sing? They just one quick note on this, and I actually do think this movie's really good. Not everyone understands how Double Dutch works, where it's like, you know, like, when I was a kid, we'd play, like, Little Sally Walker, walking down the street, and mm-hmm. didn't know what to do, so she stopped in front of me. And you sing songs like that as, you, as people jump in and out of the Double Dutch. They should have just showed that. They should have showed, like, those kids kids doing it in the beginning like doing double dutch that way in the beginning like a yeah. schoolyard double dutch he, he saw them compete like he knows yeah, yeah. so he knows that theirs is different yeah. so it's, it's it's very confusing and I'm like because they haven't shown that they haven't even to this point have not shown like schoolyard double yeah, dutch they they've t- only shown the professional they touch on it a little bit but it's not that big a thing but I was just so confused constantly like I'm not singing these songs and they're like we don't sing I was like you, you know this Corbin Blue but yeah it's just a little scene of them like introducing him to the how the basic kind of thing goes down or whatever and then that transition into this double header back-to-back musical montage but what's funny to me is he they, during this montage they are practicing out in the open which oh, yeah. he specifically said he would not do it ends on him seeing some kids on like the playground like he's running and listening you also to- forgot the coolest part where you see him do a handstand and i go oh fuck He's going to do a handstand. Oh, is that, is that, that here? It's in the montage where he starts doing... I um, thought he steals that from the kids. 
after no it's he that it comes out of literally nowhere luke he does he does it as he's like running down like because the montage is him like going to all these practices and stuff it's just him like getting into the double yeah, they, they, they say him, like show me show me what you got yeah, yeah. And, and he does a handstand in the front of his house and i literally saw it and i go he's gonna fucking do the handstand <laughs> of these ropes and it's gonna be so cool but that'll come in a second actually before we talk about the kids we should probably take a break so sorry to leave you guys on the ropes but we'll be right back See, that works two ways, because jump ropes and boxing ropes. All right. Okay, so we're back. Let's jump back in, shall we? Ooh. <laughs> you know, love it. It's, it's right there. Right it's, right it's, there. Like, it's low-hanging fruit, but you know, it tastes the sweetest. Just because it's low-hanging fruit doesn't mean you shouldn't eat it. It's yeah, easy. exactly. Because not everything has to be hard. Um, but so Be the, gentle on ourselves. So these montages end um, as he's now become one with the double dutch, one yeah. with the rope, master of the I rope. I mean, but never say. had to get better. He was no. all, remember, oh, also, instantly good. Also, we should make it clear. He's now terrible at boxing. He his, He's he, falling asleep mid-punch. Yeah, he's just, he's got, he's lost his, his heart's not behind his punches anymore. As and he just fucking wiped. He's running yeah. around. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. But you so know what's not easy to do? A handstand in two jump ropes jumping no, over yes, them. I he's tired. That. But so he He's on a run and like he's listening to the music. I did the, say the, this right here, which is a little rude, but I was like, maybe he wouldn't be so tired if he wasn't fucking running everywhere. Yeah, he does. Everywhere he goes in the city, he is hitting it at a dead sprint. Yeah. Walk to the bodega, my man. <laughs> but so he's running and he comes up to like this schoolyard and there's these kids doing double dutch and they have like a that's not a boombox because it's not like massive. <laughs> so what is what do you call that? It's a little beaker? Uh, yeah, but it's like got a CD in it because it's 2007. I that's a boombox. I guess. Maybe. All right, sure. Um, but they got music playing and they're you know breaking it down out there and he's just like oh cool like awesome it's like schoolyard double judge just yeah. for fun yeah and so then he goes back to the girls for their next practice session and they're like all right let's go get practicing our freestyle and he's like hang on oh also that's now I realize when he does the hands in the first part, they're like, let's teach you how to do the speed and the compulsory portion. He's like, no, no, no. I want to do that freestyle. And they're like, you're just starting out. You have no idea. And then he just gets in the ropes and does that handstand thing. And, and they're, like, they're like, damn, okay. They're like, all right, let's practice. And he's like, wait, I think we need a new routine for the freestyle. And Mary's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, ours is kind of boring. Like he just tells her yeah. straight up, which she's the one who choreographed it. And she's like, so what did you have in mind? So he tells her, like, it, it's all so regimented and perfect. Mary's big thing, she wants everybody to be perfect and, yeah. like, on point. All they don't stuff. really do a great job with that, but it, that's, it, it, that giving her that character trait. But they really just try to tell you and not show you that. But, yeah. Basically, he's just saying the difference between them and, like, the winners, I guess, or that the people out there, like, they're having fun. Like, they're it going, looks more fun. They're and going like big with fun. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's, like, saying, like, we just need to rethink that. You got to have that same mindset you had when you were out in the school play yard singing those little songs like we talked about. I don't know if I love this part of the movie where a man comes in to teach women about the sport they've been doing for their whole lives, but I'll forgive it. Yeah, I 
don't know if he's teaching them. I think just his like. But it's like we gotta have his, this man his, here to show his us his how it's done. Enthusiasm. Yeah, no, I get what you mean, but I just think his enthusiasm is really what's bringing him through. He takes them to where the kids were double dutching, mm-hmm. and they're breaking it down, and they're just sitting there watching them going like, "Oh wow, look at him go!" And she's like, "Oh, who are they? What, <laughs> look at him go! What what group is this? Like, I've never heard of them." And then, and he says to her, "Maybe they're not part of a group. Maybe they're just jumping a jump. They're just here to have fun." She looks at him like, "Oh." You've taught me a lesson about mm-hmm. this hobby that I love. So like, but, what group are they in? They're eight. Like, yeah, I, and also, like, I are they going to just steal these children's routine? Yeah. Like, are they going to steal mm-hmm. these kids' moves? Are we going to have a bring it on style situation? Yeah. Is that that cheerleading movie where yes. that happens? Okay. Big Red steals the routines. So Don't they, they run into Rodney here? Well, yeah, they, well, they, they, they watch the kids for a while, and then they kind of, we see them kind of incorporate some of those free-flowing moves, I think. <laughs> Or at least maybe they're coming from there. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know if we see it yet. But so they're walking and they do a thing where it's like, my name is Mary. Yeah. I I, I don't know the rest of the words. But they're doing like a little fun breakdown, mm-hmm. get, you know, camaraderie. Oh, right? yeah. That's when they're doing the rhyme thing. Yeah, the rhyme where thing. they talk about like their name and then they, it's like a call and response. This actually was really Yeah, cute. yeah. And he, and she's like, well, what do you got, Izzy? And he's like, my name is Izzy. Yeah. I, I, oof, mm, I, just, I really should have written these down. Yeah, I don't remember, I don't remember them. them. It's like when I jump rope. Make the girl scream yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm on the double dutch team. Yeah. And then it's like, when I jump rope, Girl, all the girls scream. scream. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he thinks he's such a hot shot. But Mary's just like, he is a hot shot. He's <laughs> quite a he's quite a hot shot, baby. Uh, this is where they run into Rodney. They run, then Rodney he was asking for a rematch. Yeah, Rodney comes out of the ether. Oh, no, out no, of oh, well, a doorway, a dark A darkened door. doorway. Uh, but yeah, he actually, we, we skipped it. He did approach Izzy at school like the day after the match, being saying he wanted a rematch. That uh, And Izzy was like, that's not how this works. That's not how this you works. Lost. I have no reason to fight and you. And no one in the audience wants to watch another boring boxing match. Yeah. Please, and God. He, and he just says, like, I beat you already. But he just tells him, I tripped, you know? I, I I tripped. It wasn't a big deal. He did. I Maybe he did. I, there was not. If that was even a possibility, it was not shown well. So he's just, yeah, bugging him for a rematch and he says if we're not gonna have a rematch i guess i can just show you how i do it right here and like thinking he's gonna fight him and then what solves any confrontation in a disney channel or really a kid's movie in general getting something dumped, dumped on, on your, your head. head then mary takes a bucket of water and is like cool off yeah, then, yeah there's just like a hot dog cart behind that has there. a bucket of oh, ice cold well, water no, no it's like the dude running the hot dog cart like his water bottle that she just has like wait a minute that's that guy's water he he's, needs he's, that. he's working a 12 hour shift selling hot dogs and he's, he's like, dehydrated he's in a hot dog scene. They're like, cool off, Rodney. Dump it on his head. Then they sprint away. Yeah. And in their sprinting away down the alley, Corbin Blue does a full tumbling pass. Like a <laughs> four move connecting backhand, spring back tuck. And literally even at that point, Mary's like, come the fuck on. Yeah, no, like, they run. Why are you stunting on him right now? We're like, come on. But yeah, they, they give him the slip. And then I think we have another balcony scene where... Okay, but, but setting up before this balcony scene, there's a cut little cutaway scene where it's boxing practice day at the gym. I think that's every day, but there's a scene where you see the oh, coach Oh, that is today. Go, that is the same day. You see day. the coach go... Where's Izzy? And they're like, he's never late. And then you cut away and then like, it's them, you know, him with the double dutch team. So clearly he has forgotten about the practice that I think he has every day to go hang out with the double dutch team and show them the schoolyard kids. So. I I, I have issues with Izzy as a character. Like he's both consistent and inconsistent. And he both has a lot of character and not a lot of character in some ways. Well, does this just seem unrealistic that he would just completely forget? Like it's like one thing about getting tied up and being late and like, you know, something unavoidable, but he just like totally just 
whiffs it and forgets about it. There's another balcony scene where he's like, you know, talking romance. Is this the kiss? This is the kiss. And this is where like their their great teenage romance chemistry finally comes to a head where they're just like talking about double dutch and he's like, yeah, you know, I guess I, d- I do like double dutch. Like I, I, I'm into it. I like spending time double, double dutch and like, I guess maybe he says with you. And then she's just like, just kind of walks up to him and gives him a quick peck on the lips and then yeah. walks back. She's like, all right, I'm going to go go over stuff tomorrow. Bye-bye. Then he crawls back in his own window and his dad is standing there. They're standing there. standing like, there <laughs> ominously waiting for him. What's weird What's weird about that when he comes back in is the dad goes, where were you? And he goes, just out with my friends. And I was like, he knows Mary. Mary like, he's like, saying Mary. Right like, where are, what other friends are you meeting? Also on out fire? on the fire yeah, escape? Yeah, where else are you meeting on the fire escape? <laughs> but yeah, he, he just confronts him. He's like, I guess you also were out with your friends when you forgot that you had a practice match and you just didn't show up at the gym. So what's up? Like, you've been so out of it. You're being weird, yeah. You're being weird. Something's changed. What's going on? And he could just say, like, well, me and Mary are starting something. Hanging out. He just goes, I won't be late again. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. He just, like, throws that out. And that conflict is resolved. No, it's it's not resolved. But (laughs) But it's like that end of conversation. I'm like, all right. He he just does it clearly doesn't want to talk about it. And then we have another scene at school, and Rodney shakes him down for a rematch again, where he, like, shoves him up against the lockers and is like, we're having this rematch, and we're going to fight again. And, like, Corbin Blue just starts yelling, like, fine. He sees the teacher come out. He sees the teacher. teacher, And then it starts yelling, like, fine, you can take my lunch money. Just leave me alone. And the teacher's just like, Mr. Tyler, Mr. Hook. I think that's when we get the sidekick's last name. Uh, come with me and then he goes detention and she's like yeah and it's free so you won't need his lunch money and Rodney's like what no I didn't also like but you are bullying that's the reason he should still be in detention I was like what were you expecting to happen putting someone like in a public hallway like against the locker yeah like where there's the first time it happens they're not in school so that makes more sense but there's this is a busy hallway and he's like he's like he's like mad at Izzy for getting him in trouble with the teacher for pushing him up again. Like, he pushed yeah. him his lock. What did you expect, dude? And then we go back to the gym. It's early morning. We hear the... We see Rodney running around the outside, and we hear hip-hop music coming from inside the gym, and he's like, what's going on? It's like 6 a.m. Yeah. He goes in, and he sees them practicing their freestyle, he's, dutching it up. First of all, just walks in, crouching in a corner... Three feet away from them. I, I literally so close to them, barely hiding his massive yeah, body. Yeah, he's behind Just skulking behind the ring. And then starts talking out loud to himself. Just goes, oh, they're never going to believe. I'm like, how do they not fucking bad, hear bad or move, see? Bad move, daddy's boy. How do they not hear or see him? He's right there. And then he gets to leave. They, they don't hear him leave. He brings back Hook or Hutch or whatever his friend is. Yeah. And then he has a fancy antique camera. He has camera. a camera from 1968. I said the same thing. It's like the one of those where you have to like crank It's 2007. Why wouldn't he have like a little digital camera? Or just even a disposable camera you buy from like the it corner store. It literally looks like something from an old West saloon. I was like, where did he get well, that? That's a little too late, but I was saying it looked like something from like, like it looks like what they took photos of Watergate on. I know like, his dad doesn't have a job, but is his dad a time traveler like as well? I, yeah, you can actually probably sell that camera and make a decent a amount of money. Like, dude, it's an antique. But so they finish up freestyle, and I don't know, Emma, if you got the same amount of whiplash that I got from when, like literally, not like tonal whiplash, literal whiplash of them. They're standing in a triangle talking about like, City finals are in three days, or like in a week or whatever. We still need to find a fourth 
Who's it gonna be? And the camera is spinning around them as they have this conversation. Why was it shot like that? <laughs> and, and it's not a scene. They spin around them so fast. And then Carbon like, Blue enters and it like stops. Yeah, it a- finally stops. But I was just like, listen, Paul Hohen, who directed this and is a decom legend, or maybe he was a cinematographer. It's so Stop wild. I was this. just like, what is happening? Why am I can't keep track? Like, I was genuinely kind of dizzy by the I end of it. I literally noticed that as well. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Such a dramatic way to shoot that one. Like this again, not a big problem. He goes, I'll do it. Yeah, it's and not. And I'm like, okay. It's well, not dramatic. Like, we all expected like, this to happen. Like, if you wanted to shoot, like, the boxing match between him and Rodney in that, like, an a- yeah. angry confrontation, sure. But then just being like, who are we going to get to replay, like, just the constant motion of the world is so much. But yeah, Izzy just goes forward and, and tells him, oh, I'll do it. You know what? I've been having a really fun time doing it. I want to officially join the team. And they're like, what about your boys? He's like, they don't need to know. And yeah, I'm like, he's, good point. He's we, like, I'm still going to hide this from them. Don't yeah, worry. don't worry. Like, I haven't reached that part of apotheosis yeah. yet. I haven't reached that part of self-introspection. There is one thing, though. It's the name. We got to change the name. I can't be called myself a Joy Jumper. Rightfully so. Joy Jumpers is a whack name. It's a terrible name. But then he, I don't, again, I feel like there should have been pulled out of somewhere. Thank you. I like when they do that in these cheesy movies when the name comes from something. The closest thing I can get is that in the, the chili. The, the, yes, the very ah! end of the scene, he tells, he's making this gross chili with like huge ass hunks of meat in it. And he says, I made it just the way you like it. Extra peppers, right? Extra spicy, hot, hot pepper, chili peppers. Hot peppers. And he goes, how about the hot chili steppers? Which is a good name. I mean, I feel like the red hot chili peppers should pursue some Legal legal action. Action, I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying also, I like the cheesy thing when like it comes from a, like an inside joke earlier and then it's like a fun twist on something that like a callback. This comes right the hell out of nowhere. She should have dumped some chili peppers on him. Like, sorry, did the dad's chili or something? Or yeah. Have, like those peppers they have on hot dog carts, like reach for that dumb Throwing peppers in his eyes. I don't know. Blinded. <laughs> <laughs> pepper eyes. <laughs> Rodney Pepper Eyes. That, that sounds like, that sounds like a 1920s film star. Ah, Rodney Pepper Eyes is coming to say. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? No, I'm joking. <coughs> oh, God. All right. You know, whatever jokes old Rodney Pepperize <laughs> when he's on the self screen. Rodney Pepperize. I'm just the visual of someone throwing a bunch of banana peppers in a person. I was going more violent, taking like two jalapenos and just squeezing and them and blinding, and blinding them for life. Yeah. I can't see a thing, but damn, can he act? Rodney Pepperize. <laughs> Um, but, so they're the red hot chili, not red hot, just hot chili stuff. And they're, they're, and then, then he says, they bring up this showcase. Yes, he brings up this showcase. He's like, I think we should debut. No, the girl brings it up. No, he, the girl- does. Okay. he does. I'm fairly certain. Nope. Mm. I'm positive. He convinces them that they're ready. Luke, you can go pull it up. And we're pulling, I guess we're pulling it up. It's everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Where I Luke- just refuse to let you steamroll me again. To what? To steamroll. Steam I'm not even, I'm not even that hard on it. I just. No, you won't agree with me. She pulls it out of nowhere and Mary's like adamant against it. She's like, we're not ready for that. Corbin's like, yes, we are. We could do it. Get ready for an awkward cut. Damn it! She does pull it out of her backpack. I knew it. Why would the man who is not a double dutcher know about it? I a just remembered him case? bringing it up for some reason. I, I don't know. Damn it! I literally this is like doing straight up <laughs> meth. This high is so clean of being right. I think I think we're tied now. I think no, I, I think I'm I, usually no. I won. Right. No, I won the last one. I think the last one was in thirteenth year. Yeah. Unless there was another one between that. Audience at home, I'm sure someone's keeping score. So okay, yeah, she brings it up, and he yeah he convinces her. 
that we, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, nope, the Hot Chili Peppers are... That we, the classic rag band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, are ready to perform (laughs) in this showcase. Uh, But so important note, because this is, again, the the structure of this is weird. This is just a showcase. This is not the city finals. Which is the big thing we have been building. Which then leads to state finals and then maybe nationals. We never find out how that goes. But it cuts to the day of the showcase after he convinces them to do it. And he's coming down the stairs and we hear a classic Disney Channel joke where the little sister goes, what are you doing? And he goes, none. Yeah. But they don't finish the joke. Yeah. Finish your Brink reference. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) But they don't finish it. And I was like, that will... I guess by 2007, they just thought it'd become Everyone knows what Nanya is. I was just like, Jesus Christ. And then the dad comes out of nowhere. And this is where he gets the thing. he doesn't come out of nowhere. He's in... It's their house. But he's always just swooping in. Like, he swoops in on... I'm saying he wasn't in the room, like, with the sister when we saw him coming on the stairs. And then all of a sudden he appears. And he's like, hey, where are you going? And he's like, uh, uh, this is where we kind of get the hint that like he's the dad thinks that he's like now dating Mary and that's why he's where he's always running yeah, well, off the to. sister exit on she's like he, he's like I'm just gonna go hang out with Mary and then she's like Mary Aunt Izzy sitting in a tree I'm a standard Disney channel little <laughs> sibling and then the dad's like, oh, she's a nice girl. Like, that's yeah. a good, good thing good thing going. Does he force him to go to a box? Yeah, he says, she's a good girl, you know. It's, it's nice that you're spending time with her. But you know what? I want you to blow her off and let yeah, her go like, to a boxing game. I, I didn't boxing remember match. if I had that correct. But, like, what is his transition there? He's like, he says, you would think that he'd be happy that he's going to, like, go take her on a date or something. He's like, but don't do that. Let's go to a boxing game. Yeah, he's like, Mary's a good girl. I'd be happy for her to be your girlfriend. However, I'd rather you spend time with your old man. I got two tickets to this And also, it's right now, so you don't have time to cancel. Yeah. Exactly, so you can't cancel with your with your girl. You're coming with me. I don't know why I talk like Rodney Pepper eyes now. That's not your father. He he's like, oh, dad, it's so nice of you to have got tickets to this boxing match. But I was like, what? You don't want to spend time with your old man? But he just goes, no, yeah. Uh, Let's go. And but I literally have a plan already. Like, that yeah. was so clear. This was just so weird. Like, why would the dad want him to, like, cancel on someone? Like, I get I get the dad being like, I'm holding the tickets right now. Like, I've bought the tickets already. And him, that being kind of incentive. But then the fact that dad just decides to spring this yeah. on him. When you know he's been hanging out with a girl, like, you know this. Like, uh, we then cut to the competition. And they're the... They are already there dressed, ready to go backstage. Yes. And he does call Mary's house to yeah. try to, like, warn her. But the mom picks up and is like, bitch, she's already gone. Should we see her already at the competition? Which, or the we, showcase. it's 2007. Someone on that team. Cell phone. Someone cell phone. on that team cell phone. Cell they phone. all have cell phones. Which, just and, do the shot of the phone ring in, like, their workout bag off stage. Yeah. They don't see it. That's fine. The fact they had to hire a woman like to play her mom. such a terrible way to handle this. Like, the way that he goes about this. Like, I, I know that he was, like, rocking a hard place. But, like... There had to be a better way than just, like, not showing up with no word of it. Then the fact that he's also, like, not super apologetic when they're, like, after... They, there's another yeah, he's fire. in the wrong. He's in the wrong, and he's like, he's like, what was I supposed to do? And I was like, well, uh, apologize yeah. first off, but grovel a little bit. You literally left them hanging with no notice after convincing them to go through to go it. do it. Like, and, and, and even then, that gives you a great out of being like. And she has a great point in that fight afterwards. After he ditches them on the fire game, he's like, ah, what do we do? Look, I'm a, I go, my dad has to, got to to a boxing match. Boxing match. <laughs> the and, boxing match. Boxing match. And she goes, you asked to be on the team, and I was just, like, great. You he did. Just Make a choice, but also he volunteered that uh, yesterday. One hundred percent. But what I'm saying also is that that gives you a great out. Is you call her and she's not at home, so then you just tell the other, "Hey, I'm sorry, I can't get in contact with Mary. She's going to show up at a place. At a and place, I, and I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be there. That's I, I can't do that to her. And that would be like that makes sense. But, I don't want a girl standing alone. Yes. Thankfully, I think also 
do we see the Dutch dragons at this showcase? Maybe briefly. You like barely see anything. You just see them like getting on the yeah. stage. I they, think they're they're briefly like behind them and they talk smack. I yeah. think, but you barely see anything. All you see like them being like, oh, and like you don't even really show you them going on or anyone going on. You all you need from this scene is that he doesn't show and they are. I think obviously probably do terribly. Yeah, they, they thankfully it. spare us. I was actually surprised they went on stage at all. I thought you needed four people from the way they made it sound, but they like just go on and they. She says we sucked out there. Like, yeah. We made fools of ourselves, basically. Which I'm glad they didn't show On this us. balcony competition, by the way, I did just want to bring up the fact that Corbin Blue's lips are so hydrated. <laughs> I need to know what sort of... Uh, That's not the word I expected you they're to use. So, they're basically gloss. Like, I think he is, they have a clear gloss on that man because they are glistening. I don't know. Now don't we get into Tammy... Because we didn't, we, we didn't talk about the fact yeah. that when he fights her, when he's tired, she reveals she knows about the double duck. We missed that. And yeah, Tammy. Well, well Tammy just comes in the montage at one point and sees him doing the double dutch and like she knows and then they fight and she goes oh she's like get up like double dutch boy or this people call it, there's some weird insults in this movie like boxer boy jump girl she knocks him down and she's like oh that's one for the female boxer and zero for the double dutch boy like yeah. under her breath in the middle of the gym and afterwards she he's kind of waiting up for her and this is still when like tammy's like kind of an outcast like the guys are not really like you know yeah you're right we, we did totally skip being this. friends with her and like he's like hey so the double dutch she's like yeah like i saw and he's like if we could just keep this like on the DL. On the DL, like, don't tell anyone. And she's like, okay, dude, like, fuck you. I'm not going to tell anyone. She's like, just like, I, I don't care. She's like, like, I don't care. I'm not going to tell anyone. But, like, in return for my silence, can, can you, you not make, be a dick? Can you not be a dick to me? Yeah. Can you and your friends not be, like, active dicks at me? Like, to me for being a boxer can here? Can you not be actively dick slapping yeah, me with, like, your mat, with your mat toxic masculinity? Can you guys just stop being, like, sexist pigs for five seconds? And he's like, I guess. And then she's like, also, I have a crush on Chuck. And I was like, what? Yeah, well, there, that had been set up previously where, like, her and Chuck are, like, making eyes at each other and, like, he doesn't, I think take part as much in the sexist name calling it's not that important of a plot thread but sure well it is kind of here because this was really funny so then there's there after this um scene with the balcony scene it's where they're back at the gym and she is tammy's in the ring and this whole scene feels like an mtv psa like the ones that <laughs> hillary duff used to do like where you, uh, like uh, about your words hurt like the more you know tammy is boxing and like someone like rags in her little little earl i think says something. Yeah, little earl who's the main sex yeah, pig says, says like pretty good for a girl no yeah well he says he says first of all not even like he's ragging no. on her corbin blue goes she, no she's a good boxer yeah. tammy's good like she's, she's better than you like she's look. a good boxer but yeah and he goes well good for a girl and then corbin blue goes hey Good for anyone, man. Yeah, better and than I, you. Better, better than, than you. And I have expected it to be like, the more you know. <laughs> I actually forgot. He actually has an insane line, which I almost skipped, which we, where he's like, she beat you last week. And he's like, dude, I told you. I thought I saw a quarter on the yeah, floor. Yeah. I was like, funny. what are you talking about? Uh, but, and then, yeah, Chuck makes more eyes at her or whatever. Yeah, that's that scene. Thank you for bringing that up. We I just wanted over. to fill that in because Tammy will become important in, in a the second. climax. Because, well, I thought she, she's about to become important right now because he goes into school and some Somebody, Rodney, has plastered up. Someone has done a lot of work yeah, on in picnic for, or Photoshop. Well, well, no, I don't think it's that much. I think Rodney, in his obsessive bullying, channeling his anger, printed out. I don't. First of all, he made a million copies. I don't know how much that set. How back. did he even get digital? 
prints and from, to, the, from, from that the, camera, from which was a film camera. Actually, <laughs> that's an excellent point. Because, yeah, if you took a digital camera, like, you can put that on a yeah. printer paper. And then put that, words over and it. And put words over it. But I, I meant to imagine he, like, yeah, I like to imagine him in like, a full That had to be developed in a dark room. Yeah, in a dark room, like, mixing chemicals, doing the whole thing, and then just taking it and then just scanning it into a computer. Also, when the confrontation happens in school, he sees these photos, and he says something like, you look real pretty. And then he goes, your mama looks real pretty. Yeah, no, and I go, yeah, no, well, that's a compliment. Well, it's Lil Earl and Chuck who say this to him. They're like, you, you like... No, oh, I forgot it was his friends. Yeah, his friends. That's what I'm saying. They suck. These friends are terrible. They come up to him and are I like... I thought it was Rodney. No, no. They're like, do you doing double dutch? Like, don't you have to wear a tutu for that? It's like, I'm sure you look real pretty. Lil Earl has literally one joke and it is tutu. He says Lil, it three times. Lil Earl has a little brain. And, and he says he literally... Because it doesn't apply to double dutch. It doesn't make any sense. He literally makes ballet tutu jokes three times throughout this movie and I'm like... This is not ballet. It's no. not even really dancing. Why is this your only bit? Yeah, Mary used to do ballet. Maybe that's why they get it. Though she says that at one point, I, I think I don't think it's right now. I think I don't know if it happened already. Basically, when he's not sure about what to do about his new love for double dutch, she tells him, "I did ballet and I only did it because I thought my mom wanted me to do it." But I finally stood up to her and told her I didn't want to do it. And she was like, great, because you're bad. You <laughs> Basically telling him, just stand up for yourself. And but then everyone at school is laughing at him. And I just was like, why do they care? I, why would anyone care? And I guess, like I said, maybe it's a cultural thing. Double edged is traditionally like a black girl mm-hmm. thing. I didn't understand that. And so it just was like, if someone at my school was like, check it out. Easy Daniels, the boxing guy, is really good at double dutch. Yeah. Then what? Why would I even remotely care about that? Like, what does that have to do? And sure, maybe it's that he's popular. They wanted to take him down a peg. I don't know. But it just is everyone. He's the laughing stock. Makes of the school no now. sense. Makes no sense. Because also, for the record, we didn't bring this up. In the double Dutch competitions and expositions we've seen before, there are dudes doing it. Like, oh, it's not like he's a trendsetter. It's not a, and it's, yeah, it's not a completely female sport. There's like a full all-dude team. At, like, yeah, practically. And I was like, it, so that is wild. The other thing... Which I understand not everyone in school knows that. Yeah, like, the ins but, and outs, like, it's the impression thing. Like, in Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, he was like, all the professional cooks are men, mostly. But everyone thinks but it's it, a women's thing. Like, I get it. I don't understand why people care that much, but I get it. It's a movie. Yeah. But then Kiki Palmer, she does see the thing. Like, and she's like, fuck. Like, I, I, she, this is a good moment because she sees the photos and it's like, at least she's understanding of that because like yes it's not right it's not a sport for just for girls and he should be able to rise above this but she has a good shot in her face where you can like do a tight on her face and you can tell she's realizing like this must really suck for him mm-hmm. like to be like ridiculed like that and I'm like okay that's a good good moment and then he runs out of the school yeah just like a, like just that, and it is so funny it, guys it literally reminds me of the tiktoks where people imitate like the the mannerisms and behavior in decoms like when people like imitate vanessa hudgens and hsm and like the weird little like ways that or people would do like they do like Bella Swan and Twilight. He runs out of the school as someone who is the most fluid like movement his movement is so graceful this run is so awkward he literally looks like Lisa Kudrow Phoebe running in Friends like he's like knocking past people and like runs past Kiki Palmer it's I, emotional running I burst yeah because that's what I think the, the note was was like run like you're upset but then it just looked so goddamn weird um and they said we're only doing one take we got it and then they wrapped um but we only have this school for five yeah, seconds and it is I actually laughed out loud when he ran out of the school because it looks so insane but yeah she tries to like stop him and be mm-hmm. like don't wait who cares but he just runs back because she's also still ostensibly mad at him about the whole yeah. exhibition. They didn't make up. But yeah, also I forgot to point out, the thing he says, yo mama looks uh, real pretty, which is, I think the closest we'll ever get to a yo mama joke. But in like Disney it's Channel. a botched one. It's not even a good one. No, I mean, eh, no. I mean, I'm not no authority to say what a good yo mama joke is, but I was just like, 
2007, when you could literally say Yo Mama as a response <laughs> to, to anything. As a response to something. And it was a sick burn. Turn it back. And like we, there's a little, just I think a bit more of him kind of wallowing in this sadness. And for me, I, I don't think this is bad, but to me it felt like a little mm. much. Like, like I said, this touch on this already. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's putting a hat on a hat. Like, you already have the conflict of him doing the boxing versus the double edge. To now add this weird gender role thing kind of feels like it's it just comes, yeah. it's a little much and kind of comes out of nowhere. It doesn't not work, but I just feel like you could have been without it. Then again, you also could have been without the boxing. So, yeah. who's to say? But he, like, goes home and, like, he crumples up the flyers that Rodney posted in his trash. And I think, like, officially quits double dutch. Like, tells Mary, like, I quit or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, he does. You're right. And, I don't want to remember that for a second. Oh, no, 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 not yet. There's not, also not, not a yet, moment of jewelry where the dad is giving him jewelry. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's what it is. Is So there's a, there's a scene somewhere in here, and I wrote it down because it's an insane line, much in the same vein of Nanya. He tells Karen to shut up. She says something, and he says, shut And up. she goes, shut doesn't go up, prices do. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what? I'll remember that until the day I die. Yeah, I didn't even look at my notes to have that one on there. I was just like, first of all, what eight-year-old says that? Second of all, what response is that? I, it was incredible. And I, for the record, I but think- But that's a little later. First, no, I have it the, here. No, the jewelry thing comes first. And the jewelry thing comes first. He shows it to Karen first. Yeah. Because the the, the shut doesn't go up. That's, that's when the, the actual argument happens. The, the You see the jewelry first. He, like, shows it to Karen. He's like, yeah. I, I got this when I won the golden It's like, he, I got it when I... So I also thought, like, are those the golden... Like, are those the things I, you get for... Like, is that the Heisman Trophy? I, I also didn't know what it was. I was like, are those cufflinks? Like, I couldn't see... It's like a see. little necklace. That it's a necklace. pair of boxing gloves that's gold. That are gold. That are gold. Uh-huh. And he puts it on his bed and then walks out. So no. Corbin no. hasn't seen it yet. No, no. But he, he finds the things in the trash. And yeah, and then he finds the thing, and then the, this spurs this conversation. A first thought, this is a father who loves his son. <laughs> I thought, of course, he's going to go into the kitchen and be like, oh my god, are you being horrifically bullied <laughs> at school? I didn't even think of that. Like, I was like, oh, like he's obviously going to go in there and be like, son, I can't believe you didn't tell me that you're getting like bullied. Well, it starts out good where he's just like, what are these? This and looks like, like legit hate mail. It is like hate someone mail. is like giving him a ransom. I was like, yeah. I was like, this is terrifying as a parent. And the he goes, what are these? And he's like, oh, it's nothing. And he goes, are you playing double dutch? And I was like, that's your fucking that's your take concern? Away? I was like, that is your concern? Not that there are kids doing graphic design calling your son a loser. <laughs> I was like, what in the fuck is wrong with this guy? He So like, then the fight kind of escalates, even though he just saw hard Corbin evidence. Corbin goes so hard here. This is where he does not need to do this, but this is where Karen jumps in. Yes. She goes, sh- she, he's like, shut up. And she goes, shut doesn't go up. Prices do. Which is and she fills in the dad and is like, he's been doing double dutch with Mary and the team and also... Which I didn't know she knew. I had no idea. She never sees it. Yeah, I, which I... Actually, no, she does. There's a few shots of her like poking out behind the house and they insert those and you see him... Remember when he's like, we won't practice in public and then they do practice, practice in public? all the freaking time. And I don't so know in the montage, about. you see her see them practicing together. Okay. So she fills him in on the dad on what's it on going on. And the dad sends and, her to a room. And yes. And then Corbin just absolutely for no reason eviscerates his dad <laughs> and goes, just because you don't have a life anymore doesn't like it what does he say? Sorry, I'm butchering it. It's like just because you don't have a life he, anymore doesn't mean like you need to be in mine or something. No, no, no. He, he does not be in mine. He still wants him to be his dad. He says, because I didn't want to talk to you about anything that wasn't boxing. That's all we've talked about since mom, mom died. died. It's the only thing you seem to care about and I didn't want to let you down it's like it's like boxing is your life which like that's fine this yeah. is all fine he doesn't go hard until he says just because you don't have a life anymore yeah, just because you in do- reference to his dead wife <laughs> <laughs> which is 
crazy. Yeah, he... Corbin, like, I'm in Corbin's Corner on this one, which, by the way, is a great name for anything Corbin ever wants to develop. Corbin's Corner. Corbin's Corner. I'm in Corbin's Corner on this one, but he goes so hard on this man who just is trying to help and understand and love him. And then, like, leaves him in the dust, goes back to his room, and then sees the little... Well, no. The dad literally needs to walk it off. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dad, I said... I forgot. This is when I decided I liked this dad. I agree with you. He's very understated. But he just goes... He just, like, gets verbally assaulted by this child. He he just explodes on him. And yeah, then he just like goes, breath and he goes, I, looks like we're out of milk. I'll be right back. And he needs to to like, do a couple laps around the neighborhood. He just needs to <laughs> absorb everything that his son he is He is definitely smoking a cigarette and doing a lap around the neighborhood. Shaking I'm his surprised head. there wasn't an incident where I'm like visiting his wife's grave yeah, or something. Like, like, so it's, cool. it's a lot. But I was just like, yeah, walk it off, dude. That was... That was a lot. Uh, hit the showers, my man. Then Corbin goes to his room, sees a little golden glove. And feels horrible, really bad. Horrible. And then from then on in the movie, on his little neck, necklace of colors, he has the golden yeah, gloves on there, which it. I think which I thought was cute. And then we cut to the gym, and he's going wild on a punching He's bed. letting out, venting that letting frustration. Letting out that frustration. He feels bad. And Key Palmer shows up. Oh, oh it's Keith Keith Palmer. First, first. This is like his big I'm quitting. Like, yes, I'm out yes. moment. Because of like you. what just happened with the dad. Whatever. She's begging him, and he still says no. Then, out of the ether, Tammy appears. <laughs> uh, and she's like and this is what I'm saying like she is a good foil for him because she's yes. like you love Double Dutch you, you're good at it like I like I like you're you're good at it like you think like it's easy being me and like being the, a girl boxer and like one of the only girl boxers in the city but like I do it because I love it mm-hmm. and like you have to sometimes just say fuck it to what people think you know exactly. and like it, it, it does suck and I get that but like also like kind of you gotta be tougher be than tougher that. than that yeah. like and it's like a really good moment and like she has like a really fucking good point yeah. and feminist um, icon the feminist icon Tammy and then out of the ether the referee <laughs> sorcerer goes listen to her boy and then pulled I was like where the I forgot that he was in that scene. (laughs) For one second, he comes out of nowhere, listen to her voice. Oh, yeah, he's like, listen to her voice. She has a good head on her shoulder. Yeah, and then leaves, and I was like, what the fuck? He should have been the one telling the story, honestly. Yeah, that would make sense. And then he would disappear into a cloud of smoke. (laughs) Now we have the actual rematch between Rodney and Corbin. Yeah, because he's Izzy's getting ready to leave the gym after working out, and Rodney just shows up with, like, a posse. Oh, like a a ton of people. Like, a bunch of kids just stream in, and he's like, we're doing this. It's happening, unless you're chicken, and all this stuff. And I, like, I kind of get it, because Rodney's a tough guy, but, like, Rodney is so, so much misplaced confidence in yeah. Like, Corbin Blue beat you so I'm like, easily. Dude, you literally fell down on your face in the yeah. last match. Like, where is his confidence coming from? But they do get in the ring. They get in the ring. This rematch. And I do have just want to say, this, this match is more interesting, because this is where he... He doesn't. You start stunting on him. He doesn't incorporate double dutch per se, but he just incorporates his insane tumbling abilities. Yeah, that's the thing is I remembered this as being like much like I said last month about go figure, like incorporating figure skating into hockey is what I wanted. I remembered him incorporating double dutch into boxing, which doesn't really happen. He just kind of starts doing flips and jumps around the ring. And he doesn't even really do it to like avoid punches, which is what I also remembered him doing. He's just doing it for fun. He's, he's just, just showboating. showboating. Yeah, he's just. And showboating. then there's an insane line where he's like, listen. It's not my fault your dad doesn't have a job. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I was like, why would you bring that up? Oh, because he, well, he's angry first. Like, when, because that's his new thing, is he's angry. Oh, this have, I have this note where yeah. it's like he wasn't angry until like five seconds ago and he's like, I don't want to be angry anymore. And I'm like, yeah. you were barely ever angry. But like, when they start and he thinks he's actually going to fight him, he just gets way too personal and he just goes. <laughs> and it's just like, listen, it's not my fault your dad's out of work <laughs> and you're poor loser. as shit. Yeah, I was like, 
whoa, dude, 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 dude. And like, it, I think it was not a heater from destroying his own father verbally yeah. that now he's just letting anyone have it. But then he kind of decides that he it's says, not like, your dad's an alcoholic. Oh and it's so loud. I'm like, there's so many people yeah. here. Dude. And then, oh yeah, and everyone's like, oh. Like, burn. I was like, oh, this is really fucked up burn. Yeah. Um, but. Like, just, I'm sorry. Just imagine that. Like, a basketball <laughs> game. And someone's been like, oh, you think you can get past this? Oh, yeah. Well, too bad your dad doesn't love you. And he went to be with his other family in Topeka. Like, whoa. <laughs> Literally, that's what's going on here. But then, Corbin, and for a propos of nothing. Apropos- you, Emma, we've been doing this podcast for like five years now. And you still cannot say the word apropos. It's not apropos. <laughs> <laughs> Apropos of nothing, Corbin's like, I don't want to be mad anymore. I don't want to fight you, man. I want to do yeah. this. I want to be any. So anymore. instead of fighting you, I'm just gonna start flip around, <laughs> do some parkour in this here ring. Then he basically like hops out of the ring, and <laughs> this was so great. Rodney continuing <laughs> to be an uncoordinated asshole. <laughs> Absolutely, like like he's like on ice. Like why can he not stand on his own two goddamn feet? Just tries to follow him out of the ring and falls on his face. To the loud, I was like, that man's dead. I was like, he cracked his neck. That is how loud it is. And everyone's like, holy shit. Like, they all rush around Yeah, him. they all rush around him. And I was worried, like, oh, snap. Is he actually going to be hurt? And is there going to be, like, some consequences no. from this? But everyone just crowds around and they all go to Izzy. Izzy, finish, finish him. him. And I was like, what do you think this is? Mortal Kombat? Like, like why don't they, like, kick him in the head? Like, like that's not boxing. No, yeah. Like, do they want him to knock him out? Because that's not how I beat him last time. Like, what? that's not how about the rules of boxing. Like, I don't understand what they expect. Like, we could freaking knock his head off. Like, uh, but yeah, he just goes, no. And then, like, he takes his boxing gloves off, which, by the way, it, it takes so way, long. so long to actually take boxing gloves off if you've wrapped them properly. And also, yeah, as, as we mentioned, the <laughs> Emma's decided to call him the referee wizard sorcerer or whatever. Just looks at him. He pokes that in and sees Izzy be like, I don't, I'm not going to fight you, and I don't, I'm tired of being angry, aren't you? And, like, throws his gloves in, and the man just smiles, being like, and now I won't job, be, in, I'm not going to be in this movie anymore. Ever again. <laughs> And then what shows up here again, but the narration being like, Rodney was also sick of being angry too. I wonder how the narrator knew that. He would never never be the same after this thrilling confrontation with Izzy. Then we do a hard cut to city championships. An announcer announces like, the top like three people go to state and then you can go to nationals. So like, I- I Are you, did you just talk about the announcer and not bring up the- the man is in a bright oh, orange oh, no. dumb and dumber tux and <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, we don't see him yet, but yes, I wrote the same thing. It's like orange leather. Like he's With in a, a top le- hat. It's the, it's so weird. That was the craziest thing it's I had in the whole just, movie. It's amazing. <laughs> and everybody else is like, Dress the judge is totally normal. I was like, this guy really went for some flash. I like to, I like to imagine that the actors they hired to play the announcer just showed up wearing that. And then they're being like, uh, we got your costume ready for it. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm wearing my costume. It feels like they pulled his wardrobe from a different film entirely and they're like, uh, oh, the wrong thing showed up. I was like, we'll make it work. Like, it's the dumb and dumber it's, orange tuxedo. It is a choice. What I was saying was is I dislike the fact that they established that there's higher places to go, because now I'm like, so this doesn't really matter that much. No, it like, doesn't. We can still lose. Um, and we never see those higher places. But we see the Dutch dragon show up and we see the joy jumpers and they brought along that myopic girl, which I, and she's like, oh yeah, like, the this... girl they make fun of for being blind. Yeah, because she literally walks in and she's like trying to put her glasses on and like rubbing her eyes and being like, wah, wah. and I was like, did we 
really need to take this pot shot, Disney Channel? Yeah, like, no, come she on. falls over. Yeah. She falls onto her face. Which I get, like, they're trying to say that she's not going to be very good, but I was like... But I don't know if we need to make fun of kids that wear yeah, glasses. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Also, so then, like, of course, guys, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, Corbin Blue shows up. Yeah. He's here to be with the red hot chili steppers, and luckily I did love... No, like, hot chili just, steppers. So, God damn it. <laughs> I love that they didn't draw this out too much. Like, they kind of instantly forgive him. Like, she kind of, like, Mary pushes back and she's like it's I'm sorry I'm sorry with you like all these I'm sorry's but here you need two I'm sorry yeah that was the weird that time was, she's like goes, here you need two I'm sorry's and a t-shirt and get her in a uniform and which what is she like I just don't understand what she means by it that it doesn't make it, it sounds snappier than it is and if you think about it for too long it falls apart yeah but I do like that it wasn't a drawn out thing he's like back on the team I'm like okay great we're gonna get gonna get get to Dutchin and <laughs> get to Dutchin you see in the crowd like, as they're, you know, getting ready to go on. Also, we run into the Dutch dragons again yeah. with the girl on their team. They're like, we'll let you hold our trophy when we win. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. The South will rise again. We see in uh, <laughs> we see in the stands that there is... Yeah, Gina's a bitch. But he honestly, in that, in that scene, it's honestly not even Gina, the racist bitch. It's the person that used to be on Joy Jumpers. Yeah, Yolanda. Yolanda's She's so talking so much now. trash now. We see also now in the stands that his two friends and Tammy have all yes. come to watch him. And then we also see, as this thing is underway, that Rodney, Rodney is showing up. up to come here to have a change of heart. Why don't we see the fucking dad walk in? I go, so everyone's here but the dad? But we do later. He appears in the stands, but we yeah. don't like see him walk in. Which I thought was such a weird choice. Well, I think because they wanted us to see him at the same time Corbin did. Got like, it. Got like, it. we see the friends walk in, but he doesn't. Like, yeah, like, I saw the friends and Rodney walk in, and I was like, I hope the dad's coming. I just thought they were going to do a dramatic shot of the dad, like, walking in late. And, like, mm. you know, I, but they didn't. And all of a sudden, it cuts to him in the stands, like, clapping. And I was like, oh, motherfucker's been here the whole yeah, time, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, the competition gets underway. As much as we said that D- D- Double Dutch is very cool to watch, it is going to be nearly impossible to describe... To it's you, cool the audience. It's great. It's cool. They do the three sections. They do the They also shoehorn this in at the last minute. And I was like, guys, you really, if you wanted to do this, you should have explored it. Because literally, like, right before they're about to go on, Corbin's like, I've never been on a team before. Like, with Boxley, it's just me and my fists. Yeah. And I never, and I was like, okay, like, okay that's a good thing to explore if you're that's actually the... going to do it, but you didn't. And that's literally from Go Figure. I was going to say, the one thing Go Figure actually did kind of well was that. And I was like, all right. I'm like, we can't shove it shove it in there and then also they just try to wrap up the Mary plot line that they didn't give her about her waiting to be perfect they were like oh what are we gonna do like they all kind of get nervous and Mary's like we're just gonna have fun yeah you know it doesn't have to be perfect yeah because to set the scene a little bit they win first place in speed uh no in compulsory second place in speed and so they're like neck and neck and the Dutch dragons win, go win, second one yeah so they're tied. and they're but they're like so shocked that they they beat them in compulsory, which they did say by the way that they in the beginning that when they, Yolanda was on the team they had the best compulsory and speed, but they just lost on the freestyle. Like yeah. The freestyle wasn't very good. Uh, so like I was also like, so why are you surprised? They did very well in those categories yeah. beforehand. They yeah, so they're tied basically for the going top, into the freestyle, going into the freestyle, of course. And they're right after the Dutch Dragon. So Keisha or Shauna is freaking out like, how are we going to follow them? And she's like, we're going to have fun. We're going to go out there, yeah. do our routine, all that stuff. And as they're getting to go up, uh, yeah, he sees his dad approach, and the dad gives him like a nod, like a "I'm here for you, son. I believe I believe in you." And so, also the the two montages of the other two parts are set to two different Kiki Palmer songs. But I was like, or no, just the one. And then the first, this the, the beginning, first part of the, the their they, freestyle. They, their freestyle is guys interminably long for I for two, no reason. Two full songs. The first one is a banger of a Kiki Palmer song that I don't remember the name of, but that's for the first part where they're doing like all jump rope, and then the song's over, and I'm like. 
like done. The, the freestyle is over. And I said to myself, I thought I remembered their final performance being to push it to the limit. limit. Corbin Blue's hot number one single. single. And then they just transition into push it to the limit. They just drop the rope. They just keep going. They drop the rope. Yeah. They go into a completely different song. Corbin starts working the crowd and then they just do a full minute of uninterrupted non-rope choreo. Mm-hmm. The ropes eventually do come back out in the middle of Push It to the Limit, like, yeah. lightly, and Corbin has, like, a solo where it's just him with the one jump rope, oh, yeah. and no, then no, he no. goes he through does, the two jump ropes. Well, no, he does this amazing thing where he's in the two jump ropes, right? And then he steps out and springs into the air and pulls his own jump rope yes. out of nowhere and spins, and everyone's like, ah! People lose their minds. I lost my yeah. mind, to be fair. It was pretty rad. But, yeah, the fact that it's so long, like, he didn't need the first one. I like, know. Just do the, just do Push it to the limit. You're fine. I also do something. No, but I was like the minute of crew. That's not jump rope. What are they getting? Oh yeah. Right also, yeah. When you say he's working the crowd, he starts singing. Yeah, push he's the singing. Limit. He's like, all right, get ready. Like the start of the song. And I was now, like, are you gonna? Are the other teams gonna be singing? But yeah, they do this performance. It's great. All guys, good. guess what? They win. Well. I'm not. I, I hate to tell you, but we gotta leave him on. We gotta leave him on a cliffhanger. Did you not learn anything from our amazing story narrator? Because they first say uh, the Kung Fu Flyers, the questionably uh, appropriate team, win third place. Dutch Dragons win second, and they're very happy with that. But I was like, why are you not surprised you didn't win if yeah. you're so stuck up? And then, and the winner. Be, well, he said this was also weird. As he goes with the best teamwork, heart, like. Uh, Things that attitude, you can grant. Attitude. Yeah. 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 And then he goes, and overall performance score. I was like, I feel like it's mostly that last one. Uh, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. What? Um, yeah. How much is attitude making up of the t- total score? And it, But then, like, it just freezes, freeze frame. And then he cut to children being like, so what happened? Did they win? Did blah, blah, blah. Do Mary and uh, Izzy, Izzy get to, stay together do, forever? No, they fall in love because that's we're children. That's the only way we can understand adult relationships. We cut, and it's Rodney wearing a Daniel's gym shirt. So I guess he works for the gym now. I actually would have liked to see the dad offer Rodney a job yeah. or something. That would have been a He needs cool the threat. money. But I guess Rodney's... <laughs> so mean. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's true. It's You said it in a shitty way, but yes. That would have been a nice way to help him out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, you said it pretty shitty. <laughs> but he, uh, he's like... Corbin's rubbing off on me and he just stopped making fun of people. But he, he's apparently teaching these kids like it's like a boxing workshop. Yeah. And, and telling them the story of someone who left boxing. Yeah. I, he, old he, well, he says, Why is he telling he, it? He says, oh, they won. And they, did they win state? And he goes, they didn't until next year. Yeah. And so they're like, oh. And as for Izzy and Mary, still going strong. Which I was like, that's nice. That's okay. kind of like, like they threw that in there. It's weird that children were so invested in, in, that. This, in this relationship, but okay. And he just goes, but trust me, you really had to be there. But before we cut back to actually be there, he goes, I tell that story to kids all the time. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why do you that tell was it my to question. children? At a boxing workshop, if I was a parent that dropped my kid off at a boxing workshop, and they're like, yeah, we spent three hours listening to a story about Double Dutch, I'd be like, I want my money back. Yeah, and also, like, I don't know if it's like, make sure your heart's really in boxing, kids. Here's a story about someone whose heart wasn't in boxing. Why would that be the story? I, I, I was very befuddled by that. I, but then he's like, I tell this story all the time, but you really had to be there. And then we cut back and the crazily dressed judge just goes, the red, hot, chili. Hot chili steppers. No, damn it. The hot chili steppers. And Kiki Palmer freaks out and hugs Corbin Blue and they're all celebrating and I think you cut to Gina's racist ass and she's like no nah! and then the dad and the mom are really excited Kiki Palmer's mom is hot also <laughs> I don't want to rush the man but he should definitely if she's single get with Kiki Palmer's mom because you know I feel like we've talked about many times that like 
when there's two single parents, which we don't see your dad, two single parents, we always think there's going to be some weird. They're going to force we, us. We have not had a movie where that's happened yet. I don't know we? why. I, I don't say, know why we're so ready for it either. I, just, I feel like it's a trope that has happened. Like, I know I know it to be true, right? I, I don't understand. And then the dad and him have a heartfelt conversation. This is where we get the line that it's I was really talking nice. about. Bo- he's like, boxing was my dream, son. And it's like, that is literally a Disney Channel meme. But they kind of have the thing of like, you're really good at this. Really nice conversation. Yeah, you see. All he, is healed. Corbin Blue's big line that i liked is he says i just always i just wanted to still be your champion and he goes you're always my champion son which was nice i thought that was very cute and nice and he's like yeah your heart was somewhere else like it's always 20 percent skill 80 percent heart it seems like your heart was in this like i just want you to be happy standard father accepting your new passion fair then we cut to them practicing double dutch in the street and they're getting uh, Mr. Daniels to do it. And he's like nervous and he jumps in there and I was like, yeah, I get it, Mr. D. The credits start to roll. And that's a uh, jump in. Let's jump in, baby. Time to jump out. And yeah, this is a cute movie. I really Very like cute. I really like this one. Like, I think it, at the beginning, it, I mean, I guess there's kind of some tone problems, not problems, but like the beginning takes itself way more serious than you would expect. And then by the end, it just becomes kind of a My biggest movie. issues, I, I I enjoyed this movie fully. I yeah. liked it. I think that Kiki Palmer and Corbin Blue are both great and super talented. So I really liked watching them. My only problems were the narration, which I think yeah. is just so stupid and beating yourself. It's like you're saying, it's putting a hat on a hat. You don't need it. And then number two, I wish that like, like I know we see a lot of double dutch, but I wish there was more like really like I wish there was like three big double dutch set pieces like there is at the end you know what I mean like and like like mm-hmm. where you where it's a banger song set to really cool music like and I wish the good music wasn't such of like a backing track like like the f- music doesn't come to the forefront the Kiki Palmer song is great that they even use mm-hmm. in the final performance but they're not you're not even they're not even cranking that shit like crank that good music and make it more of a thing instead of like background tracks let me ride that hype train like yeah. I, the level of hype I was at when like they, when he sees his dad and then she's like, you can do it. You're going to do great. And then they cut and they're standing in the middle of the stage with the ropes in a diamond Sick. around them. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think like 98% of this movie works. Mm-hmm. I have, we have a couple of, I have a couple of small gripes with it, but nothing that ruins experience. And I don't know if maybe it was just coming off Go Figure, which had a lot of things in its way that seeing a story like this done well just really worked for me. But I mean, also it is a bit of nostalgia. I love this movie when it came out. I watched it many times. I love Corbin Blue and I love Kiki Palmer. It all just coalesced to be very good. Emma, what are you rating this film? I'm going to give this an 8. I was going to give it a 9. I think it's very high tier. If you like Disney Channel original movies, you should watch this one. Yep. It's really fun. Big recommend. Big recommend, for sure. Um, I don't think there's much else to say. It's a good no. movie. Um, uh, do you want to know what we're watching next month? Yep, tell me. So I was thinking about it, and I kind of realized this is on the latter half of like when I was watching DCOMs. There was one or two after this that I still watched. But I decided, <laughs> let's go for... February, I get to pick, so I'm going to pick for March for a birthday. Let's go to one that was later, that was right on the cusp that I saw and was like, uh, no, thank you. I will not be watching that. So tune in for February where we will be watching Hatching Pete. A story oh. <laughs> Mitchell Musso and, uh, oh, what's the guy from Cory in the House? Jason, Jason Dolly. Jason Dolly. Jason Dolly. Jason Dolly, of course. It's a lot of floppy hair in one A lot of floppy hair. One of them is a chicken mascot, and that's uh, what that's about. I, this is another movie that I saw commercials for, and like I, anything yeah. I've ever seen about this movie, I've said oh. hard pass. 
Can I also point out, we should bring this up because I totally almost forgot. This movie is one of the highest rated Disney Channel original movies of all time. What? It, it beat out, no, not, not Hatching Pete, excuse me, not Hatching Pete. Not Hatching Pete. Oh my Pete. God. Sorry. I had Sorry. That was a Sorry. You set that up Sorry. so wrong. I did, my bad. No, Jump In is the sixth highest rated Disney Channel original movie of all time. It beat the original High School Musical in ratings. Damn. Eight million people. Incredible. Hatching Pete, about four million. Uh, yeah, not I was going to say, great. I was going to say, uh, that, when, when I thought you were talking about Hatching no, Pete, no. I straight up almost shit up brick no. I, was so I, I haven't heard i haven't heard that this movie is bad so i'm not i wasn't saving it for like to do a bad one i was just like when would it feel i don't think i've heard anything about hatching pete i, I haven't heard i haven't heard anything either, nothing but, on the wires but i generally people bring up really bad movies like on twitter and stuff and this one hasn't been one of them so i'm interested to see if it's actually as bad as i think it is plus it'll be interesting after doing two sports movies to do a movie uh, yeah i need a break from sports well i mean it's it's a mascot movie which is still a oh. sports adjacent we'll do that in february um emma where can people find you on the internet they can find me at emma stone tyler on twitter instagram and tiktok if you're on oh. tiktok give me a follow i'm on tiktok now um you can find me on twitter at wildfire underscore king you can find my patreon patreon.com slash tyler thanks so much everybody supporting me there but most importantly, you can find us on Twitter at Decomedy Podcast. Give us a follow there. Uh, become a loyal Decomrade. It's so nice to see people tweeting about the show. And uh, I will say we're really close to 600 followers on there. And once we do, we might have to slide a little bonus act, Ooh, bonus episode, bonus app. bonus episode action your way. So maybe pump those numbers up, and we'll see what happens. Um, also, rate and review us on iTunes, yes, please, if you like us. Google Play Music or wherever else you can. It's also great to see people say nice things there. We really, really appreciate it. Um, also, check out all the great podcasts on AudioEntropy.com. There's one there you like. I'm sure of it. I think that'll do it for us, everybody. Thank you so much. I hope you start 2021 off right. I think we did with this movie. I yep. had a great time, and I hope we can carry that energy through the rest of the year. So we'll see you in February. Until then, DCOMs forever. Bye-bye. Bye. We're going to smoke the city finals now. Yeah. Sorry to rain on the double parade, but don't we still need a fourth person for that? Oh, Mary's right. We still got to find somebody. I just wish. Never mind. Maybe we could beg Yolanda to come back. I mean, our routine is hecka tight now. <laughs> right, like that's gonna happen. Great. We're the bomb and nobody's gonna see it. Excuse me. Maybe I can help. You know someone? Yeah, who was it, Izzy? Me. What? Uh, you're obviously not gonna find anybody as good as me, so... Oh, we are so gonna win now! <laughs> so, Superstar, what changed your mind? Uh, I guess I hate to disappoint the ladies. <laughs> Please. What about your boys? I figured they don't have to know. Wait, and welcome to the team. <laughs> so now that we've got a team, maybe we could enter this. The Double Dutch Showcase is at the Elgin in Harlem. It's also in three days. I don't think we're ready. Hey, we're ready. He's right. We're ready. Okay, cool. But I do have one condition. What? The name. I'm, come on, Joy Jumpers. I can't go out like that. I like our name. We're cool with changing the name. Good. All right, how about the Hot Chili Steppers? I love it. It's all right. I get. Cool. Ready? Hot Chili Steppers on three. One, two, three. Hot, Hot Chili, chili Steppers. Steppers!